Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we praise your holy name. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we bless your holy name. You deserve the glory and the Oh 
You're a faithful God. Awesome is your name. You do mighty things. <laughs> you do glory. You're the faithful God. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle working God. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. Your name. Your name, your name, your name is Praise, Lord. Hallelujah, by your people, your church, all those that you are calling your name, Lord. You are worthy to be in praise, Lord, and we thank you. Thank you. Shalom, Brother Estrada, Brother Michael, Sister Wendy, Sister Regina. Shalom to each and one of you. Thank you, Lord. We thank God for the opportunity he given us to share his word, share his revelation. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Jesus is coming for his bride that have made herself ready. He is about to come. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, mighty Lord, mighty God, mighty, mighty Yeshua, mighty Jehoshua. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. What an awesome God we serve. What a great God. What a good God. Merciful like nobody else can, but only him. Because he only has the power to do, to make everything possible. Amen. Thank you, Lord. He has promised us to make everything possible in our lives. Amen. Thank you, Lord. According to his promise. I've been reading the word for so many years. And it doesn't mean you know everything. You just, hallelujah, have to have the Lord reveal them to you and show you. <clears throat> the last few occasions the Lord has taken me to heaven. I seen Jesus in the wedding celebration. At one time I saw him sitting at the table eating soup as he was being served. Other time I see him with his wedding dress ready for the wedding. Thank you, Lord. I seen the Lord at the wedding um, ready to be a Mary. Amen. But I never seen the Lord, I seen the Lord coming from the wedding for us, or coming out of the wedding to speak with me one time in heaven, amen, in which he was telling me to come back and to continue 
to preaching his message, his revelation, his word, and his revelation, he says. Amen. The things that are important to the Lord, because when people hear and are convicted by the Lord, then they, they turn to him. They repent, my brother insisted. And we know from the Lord that day by day, it, it's going to be harder because every day brings his own trouble. My brother, my sister, thank you, Lord. His mercy is good. His mercy is great. Hallelujah. There are certain revelations that are shaking our lives, like the one he's given me this morning. Hallelujah. Shaking my life, my personal life. My brother, my sister, but hallelujah, as, as Jeremiah said, that we can now be quiet because there's a fire he has put in our mouth to speak that prevents us from being quiet. But we must, we must hear the revelation because someone needs to hear it. My brother, my sister, thank you, Lord. His mercy, his goodness lasts forever. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Everything is planned by him. Everything in our life is part of his plan. Although we think it's coincidence, it's always been part of his plan. He had planned all this before the foundation of this earth, and we are just becoming part of his plan. Amen. But thank you, God, for it. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Uh, if you accompany me to Luke 12, book of the Apostle Luke 12, my brother insisted. In Luke 12, verse 35, there's a verse there that had opened my eyes today. And this, this really came from God because how else can you find something that is so me me meaningful in regard to the coming of Jesus and the wedding celebration, that everything is ready for the wedding. Amen. Luke 12, verse 35 says, Be ready for action. And this is from the um, Word Bible. Amen. You can also read it. Uh, let me get it from the King James. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He is an awesome God. He is a good God. We serve a great God, my brother and my sister. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And so the King James says, Let, let, mind it, 12, look 12, 35. Hallelujah. Let your loin be girded about and your light burning. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And ye yourself like unto a man that wait for, the, for their Lord when he will return from the wedding. I said, oh, wow. Wedding, wedding. So he will come in a, in a time... In another word, when he, when the wedding will be ready, when everything for the wedding will be prepared, it's an indication to us, the bride of Christ, the one that are being about to be changed and transformed, the one that are going to do a few last-minute revival, be part of it, that is going home with Jesus very soon. Amen. He says, Hallelujah. And, and, and let me read it from the Word of God. Be ready for action. And have your lamp burning. Okay? Be like a servant waiting to open the door of their master nuts when he returns from the wedding. So both Bible indicate that Jesus 
By the time he will come for you and I, his bride, when a lamb will be burning, first of all, our lamb will be burning. We will be in heat, hot heat for him. My brother insisted, we will be burning for him. In other words, be like a servant waiting. What are we waiting for? We're waiting for the rapture. We're waiting for Jesus to come and pick us up. Change us first and foremost, revival, and then home. Waiting to open the door of their master, not. In other words, he's going to come in the three days of darkness to change and transform us, but he's going to knock. And you're going to hear that. Knock. My brother and sister, I've been in prayer, right, in the midnight hour, sometime in the morning, and I have fell asleep. I remember it happened to me many times. And you wonder, you know what I hear? A knock. Okay? The Lord knocking on me to, to wake up to, to pray. My brother and sister. Okay? He knocks. And he knocks into our heart. He knocks into our life for us to be ready for him. He wants us to be ready. He wants us that when he comes, when he comes and knocks into our heart, in our lives, and I heard it clear, it's been like this. Knocking, knocking, knocking. For us to make sure we hear him when he is knocking, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And it's so close now. Amen. Be ready for action. This Bible says, okay, let your loin be girded about, the, about your light burning. Okay? So you need to be burning for him. <clears throat> I don't know what, you bur- what other people are burning for. But the bride of Christ needs to be burning for Jesus. That's what he says. That we're supposed to be. Our lamp needs to be burning. In order to be burning, it needs to have gas in it. Oil is the word. It needs to have oil. And it needs to be lit up. My brother and sister, at any moment, in any hour, he's about to come. Any second now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So this word said, be ready for action in your life burning, your, your lamb burning. Hallelujah. Be like a servant waiting to open the door of their master knock when he returned for the wedding. From the wedding. Where is the Lord right now? As he showed me in heaven the other day. He's at the wedding celebration. Okay? He's at the wedding celebration. But there cannot be any wedding without the bride. The bride is still here. My brother and sister. But the bride is about to be in change and transform and disappear. That's what's about to happen to the bride of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Amen. This morning, so you see that we need to be ready. I was speaking with the Lord about 11.20 a.m., 11.20 p.m. last night. And for some reason, I was being led to go to prayer early. It's usually after 12 that I go into prayer with the Lord. But I said, you know, I want tired. I'm tired. I'm going to go to prayer early. I felt like he was leading me into prayer. I went into prayer. My brother and sister, hallelujah. And after praying an hour and 45 minutes, I said, you know, hallelujah, I'm going to get up. I got up, went to the bathroom, came back. And I said, you know, I'm going to lay down and just pray. Pray about two hours, 
and then go to sleep. And, and so I'm, I'm had asked the Lord to reveal me something, to take me to heaven. He has said yes. He will reveal me something. And I, what he what he revealed me, what he was preparing me for something. When something is going to be difficult for us, hard, it could be a trial, can be anything, he prepares us for it. He ministered to us. He gets our heart and life ready for it. Amen. So I was asking him, okay, and just asking him to cleanse my heart, purify my heart with his fire, my brother and sister, his, his, his blood and his holy fire. It's very important. Thank you, Lord, because we can get contaminated with anything. So we need to be repenting and asking the Lord to cleanse us. Amen. You can do that even body, soul, and spirit. There's a two things he said he will cleanse with, his blood and his holy fire. So you can ask for that. Thank you, Lord. And thank you, Jesus. Let me tell you. Hallelujah. There was something that was in my heart all week long, my brother and sister. Something that he has spoken to me about. Which I had asked, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. And, and talking about the vaccinated, my brother and sister, I have warned people, and I said I, w- I won't be warning too much. Hallelujah. Yes, the verse I'm happy. Thank you, Lord. But I said, you know what? Thank you, Lord. Whatever God showed me, I'm going to talk about it. It don't matter. Thank you, Lord. My mom, after hearing me talking about not to take the vaccine, she took the vaccine. My brother and sister. And the one that came to visit me for, for about four weeks, the Lord has said, that's not your mother. Which makes me really sad. It made me really sad about it. But you know what? When God speaks to you, you have to listen to the Lord and just be obedient. My brother and sister. He takes me down to hell. This morning, and my mom was there, and she called me, my brother and sister, and there's nothing more difficult than you hearing your own mom in that place. I mean, that place is so horrible. I don't want to hear anyone, but the Lord, what the Lord wanted to reveal to me was that when he meant what he said, for people not to take the COVID-19 by seeing. Hell is real. We talk about heaven all the time, how real heaven is. But we forget to say also that hell is real. And then God, don't, Jesus don't want anyone to, my brother and sister, to be lost. He wants to save everyone. And we as ministers of the Lord, we are responsible to be telling everyone about heaven and hell. No matter what the situation is, no matter who it is, even our close and beloved parents, if they don't listen to God, if they disobey the Lord, that's the place where the disobedience ends. My brother and my sister, when Cain killed Abel, the punishment that was over Cain, Cain says to God that it was more than what he can bear. That's what Cain says to the Lord. And the Lord in his mercy says back to Cain, because Cain was so concerned that if people will found him, I believe in the situation, he, he, what was on, on him? Because you don't know what it is to kill someone. My brother, we already talked about this. It's something very difficult that a lot of people don't understand because they never have done it. There's a consequence that comes upon the person. He'll kill someone else. 
and that consequence of a regret of accusation from the devil and the demons, they don't stop accusing you one day when you have killed someone. Every single day, whoever kills someone else will have to live with the accusations of demons in their life, accusing them every day, especially when they're not right with God, especially the wicked. They, the wicked, the Bible says very clear, there is no peace for the wicked. So they have no peace. I heard it from testimony of people who have killed several other people. How do they live? I went to minister to a seven, level 7 prison, which is where people have killed 4, 5, 10, 12 people. And the way, the, how they live, the punishment that they already have upon their soul, their lives, is unbearable to them. And this is why Cain says to the Lord that his punishment was great. A lot of people don't understand that. Because if, if you haven't done it, or if you haven't seen it on other people, it's hard for you to understand it. But try to understand that it's something that is not on you. It's on them who have done it. Okay, and Cain, my brother and sister, is expressing himself this way. Okay, and in regard to what he's saying, he's not lying about it. He's not lying at all. Hallelujah, my brother and sister. And Cain said unto the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Okay, his punishment, he said, is greater than what he can bear. Okay, and this is hard to explain it, but I've seen it on people that have killed four or more in prison, that they have no peace. They don't go to bed to sleep like normal people, okay? And if they get sleep, they get maybe one hour, half an hour. And, and, and it's, it's, it's demons are reminding them of their victim, especially if you are repenting and you're coming to the Lord, then you get the help from the Lord, to have peace. But if you're not repenting, if you're just going about your life without seeking God, without repenting, your punishment is great. Greater than what you can bear. Because the Lord is the one that helps us bear these things, these punishments. As He carried the cross upon Him, that punishment of the cross was greater than what we can bear. When Jesus fell with the cross on His back, that's a sign that cross was very heavy. You don't hear from the other two that were carrying the cross that they fell for the cross. No. So why did God want us to see Jesus in the Bible when we read that his beloved son had a cross on his back and he fell for the cross? Why did he fell with the cross? It's similar to what Cain said. The punishment that was upon him was more than one he can bear. So physically, he had to show us this, that without the help of God, we will fall. Okay? Because the punishment of killing, in example, like Cain kill Abel, is greater than what you can bear. That's what soldiers have to live with. I, I was a, a minister who went to, uh, um, to war. I, I, I don't know if it was Iraq, I believe it was. But he did kill other people. Okay, but he, he was serving God. He came to the Lord. When he came back, he gave his life to Jesus. God had risen him up, and God was using him mightily and all that. But every time after doing ministry, he went back home. Demons were coming to accuse him, and he had to spend most of his time in prayer. And I said, Preacher, 
I wanted to know what was going on with him, and he explained it to me. Look, I was in Iraq. I was in Iraq. I had to kill people, and all that. The devil was accusing him for. The devil is not your friend. The devil is not your brother from another mother. The devil is an evil dude. It's a fallen angel. And he don't care for anyone. He'll send demons to accuse you and really make you feel bad and bring you the image and the memory and the voices of the people that they kill are being brought to their mind every night as they sleep. They have no rest day and night from those voices and those images of those people that they kill. My brothers, because those demons are always reminding him. And so the preacher says to me, the Lord is the only one that can help me. So what I do, I do a lot of fasting. I do a lot of prayer, he explained to me. And the Lord gave me rest in my mind and my for me to sleep for me. But I have to be close with the Lord. If I'm like a lukewarm Christian, like a lot of people are, he says to me, I won't get that help from the Lord. I'll get that help from him when I am on, on fire for him. If I'm on fire for him, he gives me rest every night. If I'm not on fire for him, I lose that rest, and then all the demon and boys come to torment me, he says. Torment him. And I understood what a, what a lukewarm Christian is. God doesn't want no lukewarm Christian. The devil doesn't want no lukewarm follower neither. My brother and sister, we have to be all the way with God. Okay? You cannot be halfway. In the same thing, the devil doesn't want anyone halfway. Okay? He entertains people to be halfway, but he doesn't want people to be halfway neither. My brother and my sister. So we need to understand that with God, we not we need to be wholeheartedly. My brother and my sister. So the Lord takes me down there this morning. And hell, when I when I opened my eyes being held, oh man, I felt so uncomfortable. I immediately recognized the place. And I and when I heard the boys calling me, I immediately knew who it was. I said, Oh no. I immediately knew and understand what the Lord had to take me there. And I knew what he would wanted to show me. Okay, because I warned her not to. And she was disobedient. And I saw the behavior of the demon that came to see me. And the Lord says to me, the demon that you see now is like the demon in your brother, the one that got vaccinated. He showed me the demon. It was a horrible demon. Very prideful, horrible demon. Baffled and sister. And that's what I saw. And let me tell you, they're very wicked and very evil. And they try to be your family. After they've been removed from, after the person has been removed from the body, they try to be your family. Try to be the one you know. They don't do a good job trying to tell you, trying to show you who they are because they do it by memory that the body still has. And that's very hard to do. Imagine if you had to imitate someone by by a book that the person has, an example. A book of who the person was. That is very difficult. So what they're doing is very good acting with you. So they're not the one you think they are. And the Lord showed it to me in hell this morning. Another reminder. And I was very broken by it. I was sharing it in Spanish and, and I had to cry. Because it's, it's when it's someone close to you that you love, it's very hard and very difficult. But the truth must be told. The truth must be told. God is raising people in the last day to tell the truth and nothing but the truth to help us God. This is very difficult, my brothers and sisters. Shalom, Rats, already. 
So we have to be bold in the Lord and speak his word. Tell the truth no matter what because things are going to change. And that's what he showed me this week. And he gave me two other revelations. <coughs> Excuse me. What he showed me, things are going to change. And they're not going to change for the good in Samaria. For the good for them that love, that love the Lord, he will keep us and protect us and be with us. Deliver us from any plan of the evil one, the plan of the government, the plan of men. Okay? My brother and sisters, from any plan of the, uh, the evil one, he will deliver us in the days to come. It doesn't matter the economy falls tomorrow for us. If the economy falls next week for us, it doesn't matter. Because we that are trusting in the Lord are in a solid rock. We, are, we dwell under the shadow of the Almighty. God said to me, he's going to take care of us. He's going to take care of his, my brother and sister, his own. Okay? I was talking with a young lady earlier. A young lady contacted us. And she was saying that she has this disease in her body, which I want to ask her to pray for with me, for her. Keep it in your prayer. Okay? She doesn't have much to live. The doctor has said to her, she doesn't have much to live. And I want to ask my brothers and sisters tonight, she has a grave, it's called Graves' disease. Okay? I lo- have to look it up because I, I, didn't, I didn't even understand what, 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 what is a grave disease. It's an autoimmune system disorder that can cause hyperthyroidism and in, in, in uh, uh, overreactive th- thyroid. Terry small, uh, butterfly-shaped land in front of your neck. So the hormones control the way of your body. They, the, your body uses energy, so they affect nearly every organ. It will affect every organ in your body in the way your heart beats. Okay? Gray, uh, with grave disease, your immune system attacks your thyroid gland, causing it to make more thyroid uh, hormones than your body needs. As a result, many of your body functions speed up. Okay, thyroid gland. So it, it, it's how common is grave disease? Okay, it says that grave disease affects nearly one of 100 Americans. About four to five cases of hypothyroidism in the United States are caused by grave disease. Okay, it, it, in another word, it is a deadly disease. Okay, and, and there are a lot of people that are developing this under, under, around the, the age of 30. She's over 30 already, okay? But she had little to live, according to the doctor. So he, she had requested that we will pray for her. I told her she needs to be repenting to the Lord and reading the Word, and praying, repenting, and reading the Word, which she's doing that already, okay? She's doing that already. My brother insisted. How she got this disease, I don't know. Okay, it doesn't say uh, how people, okay, thank you, Lord. Okay, yes, this, I was taken to hell this morning, and I was shown there uh, my mother that had, that had taken the COVID-19 by seeing. She was in a place in hell. I, it, it, hell had level from the upper down like a building has a building here has a, a first level second level but it's going up in level and hell levels goes down it's opposite everything about hell is opposite to heaven in this sample 
She was in the second level. Okay? She had heard me saying from the Lord, from God, not to take the COVID-19 vaccine. And that the consequence that people will have. Okay? She was there. And it was her. Okay? Her, 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 everything about her, I knew it was her. Because the one that came to stay with me for four weeks, the Lord says, she's not your mom. A demon is occupying her body. Okay, so the Lord gave me two confirmations about it. And had actually showed me the demon. I had cried. It broke me. It broke me. It's hard. It's difficult. But you know what? The word of God is the truth. And for me to say this on the air, I have to say it. Because everything God has shown me about heaven and hell, I have to say it. I have to share. Because this is going to help people to listen to God. Okay, to search his word, to really pray and fast, seek the Lord. She was there. She called me by my name. I was so broken. I didn't want to see her. I didn't want to turn around and see her. I gave her my back. She was there. And it was so, the Lord did not make me see her this time. He had mercy on me because it broke me so much to know that she was there. And my brother and sister, I know they all have millions there. Some state have vaccinated 99% of the citizens. So it's, it's so hard, it's so difficult to see so many people there. God help us and give us strength. When you see your family there, then you understand the consequence of COVID-19 by seeing. It's a really wicked, evil, blood of fallen demon by seeing. Like people have no idea. But it's, 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 it's real. It's real. And, it, and it's costing more than what people think it is, my brother and my sister. But the fact is what God tells us in his word. The truth is what God says in his word. And that's what we need to believe, my brother and my sister. God is not a man that he will lie, and the son of man he will repent. Jesus spoke to me. I think it was two weeks prior to this revelation and, and giving me that other revelation, show me the demon that, that occupied her body after she got vaccinated. And, and I couldn't believe how horrible and, and ugly demon they look. I can even give you an, an, an image, okay, so you can see what I'm talking about, okay? And, and I'm going to do so. I'm just going to put it in the chat room and... And let people see, my brother and sister, how horrible things things are, how, re, how real the Word of God is. There's a link of, of Google. Some of you can click on that link and see that, that, that horrible thing and get an idea. But it, 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 was, it was more real than that image, but it, it gives you an idea of what they look like. And something like that, occupying the body of someone you love, okay, it's very difficult. But it's a reality that, that what is really going on, okay? Horrible beings, creatures, but that's what they are, that's whom they are. And people can, can, can see it and, and really get an idea, my brother and sister, what we're talking about. So that's why I'm putting it on the chat room. Okay, my brother and sister, 
Oh, my Lord. Oh, my God. It's really Allah. Shalom, Brother Miguel. It's really Allah. But see, that's what Cain says to the Lord. In Genesis 4.13, Cain said unto the Lord, My punishment is greater than what I can bear. And that's the fact of this. Okay? Uh, let me thank you, Lord. As he said, his punishment was greater. Because the punishment of sin, of killing someone else, is really great. The punishment that has to do with the blood, shedding the blood of someone innocent, is greater. Okay? My brother insisted. Okay? Going back to Luke 12, my brother insisted, let your jo- your joy be girded about your light burning. God wants us to be burning in Christ. We need to be burning in Christ. My brother insisted, burning for Christ. Burning for his coming. Okay? Be ready for, the, for, for action and have your lamp burning, the word of God. Be like the servant waiting to open the door on their master knock when he returned from the wedding. Jesus is about to return from the wedding because of the, wedding, the wedding celebration is going on in heaven. And the Lord is about to return for us, his bride. Okay? Blessed are those servants when the master finds awake when he comes. I can guarantee you this too. He will charge his clothes, change his clothes, I'm sorry, make them sit at the, down on the table and serve them, okay? And they will be blessed and then come in the middle of the night toward the morning and find them awake. There is another word here, awake, because the Lord showed me that many are asleep, but the Lord wants that when he returns, he wants to find us awake, my brother and sister, not sleeping, not sleeping in regard to watch and pray, okay? Some say watch and prayer, watch and prayer, watch and pray, pray and watch, or watch and pray, or watch and prayer. Very, very important. Thank you, Lord. Ye yourself like unto men that wait for the Lord when he will return from the wedding. That's what the King James says. And when he comes, he knocks. And when they open unto him immediately, okay, if you are ready for to be going home with Jesus, okay, when he knocks into your heart, when he knocks into your life, okay, like sometimes I fall asleep while in prayer and I hear this, he's knocking for me to awake and awaken me. And I awake when the Lord is knocking in prayer. Oh, man, I fell asleep. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry, Lord. Please forgive me. Please forgive me for falling asleep, Lord. Okay? Very, very important that we don't fall asleep. Thank you, Lord. Okay? We don't fall asleep. Because a lot of us, a lot of people have been asleep. Jesus is about to return, and they're sleeping. (laughs) They're in a sleep slumber. These slumbers. Shalom, sister Luna. We need to understand that this is not time to be in a sleep. We need to be in awakened. Okay? When the Son of Man returns, when he least expects him. And that's the truth. He's going to return when we least expect him. And right now, I don't think a lot of people are expecting him. Because a lot of people are asleep. Okay? And especially with the lamb burning. The lamb burning is a sign that you have 
oil in you. You have the Holy Spirit in you. And you have oil in your lamp. And you are in prayer. You are fasting. You are praying daily. You are fasting weekly. You are committing your life to the Lord. That is having oil in your lamp. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. No matter what's going on, you still have oil in your lamp. That's what he wants. Okay? Behold, thou hast driven me out of out of this day from hence, from the face of the earth. God says, uh, hallelujah, to God. I'm sorry, Cain says to God, and from thy face shall I be hid. Okay? Wicked men are hid from the face of God. And that's why there's a place called hell. And, and Cain was already experiencing being hid from the face of God. God is not in hell. Although God orders the punishment of hell, he's not in hell. And Cain is already saying to the Lord, okay, thou hast driven me out of out this day from the face of the earth, okay? So where is he heading? If he is being driven from the earth, he is heading to hell. Because hell is in the, is in the center of the earth. And Cain was being driven from the face of the earth. Face of the earth, the open part of the earth, the up, the uh, the above part of the earth. That's the face of the earth. Cain was being driven down. He knew. He knew he was on his way to hell. My brother and sisters. Okay. Out of thy face from the earth, and from the from from thy face should I be hid, and I shall be a fugitive of vagabond on the earth, and it shall come to pass that everyone who findeth me shall slay me. Okay? This is a consequence of sin. Justice, which is on the earth, my brother insisted, lead to people that are killed to be killed. So if Cain was in New York City this year, and he had killed someone, Cain would have been killed by lethal injection or electric chair in California, an example. Cain would have been killed. That's what he's talking about, my brother insisted. Okay? His punishment was great, okay? And the Lord said unto him, Therefore, whosoever slain Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord shall set a mark on Cain, let him find him that shall kill him. Now, this has a, a prophetic implication. I know a lot of people don't, have not heard that word. But in the Bible, they are prophetic implication, okay? If anyone that will kill Cain... Okay, look what the Lord is saying to Cain. The Lord said unto him, Therefore, whosoever slay Cain. Let me take a pause here. If Cain was in New York City, and Cain would have killed someone, and would have found guilty in the court, Cain would have been killed by lethal injection. And this is what the Lord has to say to that. Those that will kill Cain, Vengeance shall be taken upon him sevenfold. God will take vengeance on those that will kill Cain, that will find him guilty through the court, and that will kill him through lethal injection seven times fall. My brother and sister, seven times fall, God will take vengeance. Why? Because God is the judge of the universe. God is the one who created everything. And it doesn't matter if through the law system you find them guilty and you, guilty and you, find, and you kill them through lethal injection, God says they still don't have the right to kill anyone. My brother and sisters, you still don't have it. Whether your law or your system say you can, then you have to give God an answer for it. 
Okay, that's what it is. It should be vengeance to be taken seven times four. Violence under our law, under our system. Came is guilty to be put in an electric chair or lethal injection. Under our law, under our system. Cain is guilty. Cain, if he's found guilty in New York City or in California, New York City lethal injection, California electric chair. Under our law system, Cain is guilty. Cain will be killed. But God says this. This is a prophetic implication. Prophetic implication. That Cain will be vengeance seven times. My brother and sister. That's between God and man now. God and man. And I'm reading you the word. I'm explaining you the word. That's between God and man. And nobody to be judging nobody. But that's what the word of God says. Okay? Under our system, he will be guilty. He will be killed. Lethal injection or electric chair. But God will bend him seven times. God will punish those people seven times. Okay? And it shall come to pass that everyone who, who find it, me shall slay me, he says to the Lord. Hallelujah. And the Lord says, set a mark upon Cain. Okay? God says, seven times he will be vengeance. Lest any find him, shall kill him. God put a mark upon Cain. And Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land and not to the east of the garden. My brother insisted. To God was, okay, you, you kill your brother. You were not supposed to. You're being punished for it. You're going to have to live with the consequence, even though you think it's more than what you can bear. Because when, why did Cain complain that it was harder than what he can bear? Because he didn't have this before. He didn't know what is to live with headache and migraine headache and being accused every, every second of the hour by demon and principality and being attacked and all that. He didn't know Namavah. That came after he killed Abel. And that's just the consequence of many people. Why, how do I know? Because I ministered to them. How do I know? Because they told me themselves. And every one of them, the story was different, but the demon was still the same, causing the same effect. My brother and sister, it's a really deep thing even to explain it. My brother and sister, but it's a fact, and it's happening. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So Jesus says, hallelujah, in verse 39 of Matthew uh, Luke 12, because you will realize that if the whole morning had known of one hour the thief was, was coming, he would not let him break into the house, be ready, because the Son of Man will return when you least expect him. I believe today humanity, one of the least things that they're doing is expecting the Lord. How do I know? How many people are united in the name of the Lord? That's how you know. How many people are coming together in the name of the Lord to seek him, to know him, to study his word? There are very few right now around the world, my brother and sister, very few. It's when, when Larry asked Father, Father, how many are walking with you on the earth? And Father said, my son, how many fingers you, you have in your hand and feet? And then your hand, I'm sorry, and your hand. And Larry was like, ten? Less than that. The earth had become collected. My brother insisted. Very few people are walking with God truly, wholeheartedly, truly committed to him. 
and obedient and keeping his word. You know how God knows that we love him? If we keep his commandment, Jesus said. If you love me, Jesus said, you will keep my commandment. That is a fact and a truth always with God. How do you show God you love him? You're washing out every second, every day of your life not to break his commandment. You are fasting, you are praying, you are seeking him, you are meditating on his word always. You're trying to keep yourself to God the most you can, holy and righteous unto the Lord, because you want to please him. You look not to break, not the least of the commandments. I'm still trying to find out what is the least. I asked someone, we read that, what is the least of the commandments? Because if I would talk, Jesus talked about the least much. The least of his commandment, which is the least. Is it breaking the Sabbath? Is it worshiping other God? Not committing adultery? Which is the least? Because they all sound to me that the great sin before God. So one of them has to be the least. You know, and so I asked someone in their opinion, can you tell me out of all the commandments, which one is the least? My brother and sister, because we are not even to break the lease. But wishing is the lease. I don't know. Is it the number 10 or is it the number 1? Because when you go through them and put them together, every, every other action that we will make are involving all of them. My brother and sister. Because Jesus said that in order for you to commit adultery, you first have to look at the person and the fire in your heart. Then you have committed adultery. And then what follows the action? See, people don't commit adultery just by looking simply and avoiding the situation. If you avoid the situation, you don't want to commit adultery. If you walk away from a temptation, you don't want to commit adultery. But when you stay there and you enjoy it, all of a sudden you find yourself in bed with someone else. See, you already have committed adultery when you enjoy it. So avoiding it keeps you from committing adultery. Fearing God, the fear of the Lord empowers us to not to commit this sin. That's why the Lord is telling us to come to him. Then that are worry and laboring. Hallelujah. And he will give us rest. Because, see, everything we have in our life is worry, tiredness, and everything becomes heavy for us. If we don't keep coming to the Lord continuously... This cross will knock you down to the floor. It knocked Jesus down to the floor as an example. But this cross can knock you and I down to the, to the floor. But the part is not falling. You see, why did God allow his son to fail with the cross? To show us that it's not about falling. It's about getting up. It's about getting up again and taking the cross and follow him. You know that a lot of people have fallen and never gotten up again, never taken the cross again and follow the Lord because they thought it was too hard. They thought it was too difficult. And one day they die and they ended up in hell. Because, see, when you make something that is like with Jesus too difficult, it's because you are unwilling to obey him and keep his commandments. And one day you die and you end up in hell. And that's what happened to a lot of people. 
You know, I know the Lord needs to take me to hell so I can share with people, but I don't like hell. It's so horrible, that place. So many people, they are suffering, and there's nothing I can do for them anymore. You see, I, I always like to help someone if I can. But when I'm in a place where I cannot help anyone that is there suffering, even when my friend was telling me, Elvie, help me, Elvie. Help me, Elvie. My friend, Elvie, please help me. In hell, he was telling me this. It was breaking my heart. I cannot do anything for him there. I cannot even give him a word of comfort because he's in torment. He wanted me to help them out of there. And that's the part that is so hard for me. Because I, I wanted to at least give him a word and say, God is with you. Get up, man of God. Get up. Get up. God will help you. I cannot even tell him that in hell. Repent. Jesus will forgive you. I cannot tell him that in hell. I cannot point him to the cross in hell and say, look, he died for you on the cross. He can get you out of this place. No, I cannot say that in hell. You see why it's so difficult for me to be in hell, seeing people in hell? Because there's nothing I can do to help them, to encourage them, to focus them to Jesus. Marbles, they lost, and they are, they're lost already. There's nothing I can do and anyone can do for them. Marbles and sisters, I know Jesus doesn't like help, neither. One of the last time he took me to hell, the other time, he was standing at the door with me. He was telling me to go in, but he didn't come. He, he entered there. He was behind of, of a wall there, like, like a big stone, and Jesus was there be, next to it, but he, he would not look into where people were crying in torment, where demon was tormenting people. But he told me that I needed to go and see. Because he wanted me to see so I can tell you about hell. Hell is horrible. Please don't end up there. Don't let your bad decision, your bad emotion, your, your, your downside of life, your, your opinion of life. See, one thing people are doing in, in, in Facebook that they should not be doing. They're throwing stone on each other. They're throwing stone on each other. They're not, they're not standing their hand to, to raise those that are fallen. No, they're throwing stone at people. What did Jesus say to the Pharisee? That whoever is without sin, throw the first stone. How come these people on Facebook are throwing stone against each other? My brother and sister, see, that woman needed someone to rescue her, help her to get up and follow Jesus, follow Christ. Jesus was the only one humble there. Serving of God, Son of God, to help this lady to repent, to lead her to repenting. Go and sin no more. That's repenting. You go and sin no more. You don't look to sinning. You look to repenting. My brother and sister, when Jesus started him into he said, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. My brother and sister, but these people on Facebook are throwing stone against each other. If you throw stone against your brother, against your sister, against your friend, how are they going to rise when they fall? They can't rise when they fall if you're throwing stone because you'll be in a Pharisee. That's exactly what a Pharisee did. They didn't give people the opportunity to repent. That's why Jesus said, you're making them twice on a hell. You're not helping them. You're burying them. You're, you're making their life worse. When you're accusing them of their sin, when you're pointing out the sin, when you have greater sin in your own life. 
No, my brother and sister, don't go on Facebook throwing stones on nobody. Call people to repentance and that's it. Pray for them. If you have nothing good to say against someone who's in sin, pray for them. Get Father involved in their life. Everything is possible with our Father. He knows how to handle them. He knows how to save them. When you pray for mercy for their life, mercy will they get. Mercy will they receive when you ask God for it. No matter what the situation is, no matter how great their sin you think it is, that you think they have no escape, Almighty God, Almighty Father, when you say, Father, through Christ Jesus, I pray that you would have mercy upon this life, upon their soul, that you will bring them out from the deep hell darkness they're in. Father knows how to get them out. He knows how to save them. Then you and I saying things against them that we should not be saying. God have mercy on us. Where God keeps our tongue from speaking, we're not, but we're not supposed to be speaking. I pray that for my own life, and I also pray for yours. May God keep our tongue from saying things we're not supposed to be saying, speaking things we're not supposed to be speaking. May he stop us from sinning for all eternity. My brothers and sisters, oh God, have mercy. If demons are fighting against demons, let them fight. Let them fight. My brother and sister, but there's someone there that is your friend in your family. Begin to pray for them. Begin to intercede. And begin to pray because you can even pray for them when you go to heaven. Okay? Thank you, Lord. The Lord says, yes, you can pray for them when you go to heaven. You can intercede when, the, when you go to heaven. There's, there's nothing impossible with the Lord. Remember what the Lord shared with me last week? Someone said that when we come back as an army of the Lord, the person said she saw two demons beating on a Christian. And I mentioned not on the Lord's tower. Then the Lord showed me and said to me, not, my, not with my power, Jesus said. That will not happen. Not with my power. Hallelujah. We're coming back in the power of God. We're coming back in the power of Christ. Hallelujah. The power that overcame death. That overcame the devil. That overcame all demons and all principality. My brother and sister on the cross. That same power that raised Jesus from the dead will be the power that you and I are coming back. Power that cannot be defeated ever and forever. He's Lord of Lords. God of God. My brother and sister. He cannot over, be overcome. He says we're coming back in his power. And I thank the Lord for rebuking me and correcting me. Because I will, I will make mistakes. I'm telling you. I told the people back in 22 when we began this program, I will make mistakes. I will say things wrong. Okay? But if you love me, you can also correct me. Say, brother, you said this wrong. And I thank you for that. I will love you for that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Lord. Don't think I'm going to be mad at you because you, you told me that I said this wrong. No. Thank you. Thank you for it. Keep me in your prayer. Thank you, Lord. Tell the Lord to keep me from saying anything I'm not supposed to say or repeating anything I'm not supposed to be repeating. We should be humble and easily to be corrected, my brothers and sisters. Shalom, Jesus, my rock. It's important. It's important that we be humble, especially in the last day. Hallelujah. Someone said that they put a spell on this program for more than 12 people to log in to this program that there will be 12 down 
My brother and sister, we pray that that spell will be broken in Jesus' name. We claim that every curse from the wishes and warlock, my brother and sister, that have been put on this program for no more than 12 people to lock in and listen, Lord, and be blessed, be broken in Jesus' name to the cross of Jesus. My brother and sister, join me to break any curse put on this program. They say they have put curses on this program that will limit the people that can log in. My brother and sister, this is why people have a problem logging into the program. They immediately get kicked out because they are witches throwing spells to block people from logging in. But the greater is he that is in us, that he that is in the world. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. We break our curse through the blood of Jesus, the cross. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. And we're also going to fast so all curses will be broken. Hallelujah. Because they say that as people are having trouble lying in, the witches are celebrating. They're celebrating because they're saying the curse is working. No, it's not. In Jesus' name, we break it that, hallelujah, hundreds of people will be able to log in again and be listening because people tell me they get disconnected. They're coming in to listen, to get into the chat room, and they kick. They immediately get kicked out. So, brother, they said, talk to, to the administration of Black Talk. Talk to the people there. But then I talked to them. They said, no, we don't see. We, we have no limitation on you, Mr. Zapata. Okay, because you, 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 you are paying for a special service, and you should have uh, thousands of people. They want to log in at the same time with no problem. But then this curse, someone said, they put on the program to limit people for logging in. So the witches are the one cursing the program, cursing the, the black talk, so people cannot. Hallelujah. And thank you for those that keep coming back. Thank you, because a lot of people are letting me know, hey, we're, be, we're being kicked out of the Lord's Tower, Brother Ovi. We log in, and they kicked us out. The witches are the one putting the spell, but we're going to break it to pray and fasting. In Jesus' name, the people will be able to log in. My brothers and sisters, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Everything is possible with him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We've got to break these curses in Jesus' name. We serve the real God, the truth God. So Elizabeth said that she had this disease, okay, grave disease is called, and the doctor says she only had a few to live. My brother and sister, I want to ask you to pray for Elizabeth. Her last name is Arborado. Pray for her that the Lord will heal her from death and that God will rise her up again. My brother and sister. God will raise her again. That God will work in her life. See, because some people, they need to get what she is in order to get back with God. Because she was with God one time. She was, she'd been backsliding. Okay? But I was telling her to get repenting again. Turn back because she knows the Bible. She needs to get right back with God. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord, for repenting. See, salvation is more important than her healing. If her soul is not saved, why would you want someone to be healed with the soul is not saved? Salvation is more important. So please help me pray that she will be set freed, okay, from the lesbian demon and that she, hallelujah, will get right with God. Okay? My brother insisted. Because the lesbian demon is the one holding her back from committing to the Lord. My brother insisted. She will get right back with God. Okay? Through repenting. My brother insisted. Okay? Because time is practically gone. There's no time. The Lord has said there's no time left anyway. 
Amen. But it doesn't matter because Father says to me the other day that those that will stay in the great tribulation, if they trust him, he will help them, he says. If they trust him, he will help them. Lord, I'm sorry if I said anything I'm not supposed to be saying tonight in Jesus' name. Please, I repent, Lord. Help me, Lord. Take over my tongue, my mouth, Lord. Let only thy word come out of my mouth. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So verse uh, 39, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Verse 37, bless are those servants whom the Lord, when he comes, shall find him watching. Verily I say unto you, that he shall gird himself and make them to sit down to me and will come and serve them. And this is what Jesus was indicating to me in heaven. That when we come home to heaven and the wedding celebration that is going on, we're going to sit at the table to eat with the Lord. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. This is very important. But blessed are those servants. Blessed is not cursed. And blessing is over the curse. And God wants us to be blessed and not cursed. Blessing in our relationship with God, first of all. Because the blessing began when we hear the voice of the Lord our God and do and keep his commandments, Deuteronomy 28. Those are the blessings for us. The curse comes under disobedience and sin, sin and disobedience. But the blessings are upon our life when we keep his commandments, when we are under the fear of the Lord. And we're walking under fear, and we're looking not to break his word every day. Verily I said unto you, that he should gird himself to make them to sit down to the meat, and will come forward and serve them. He wants to serve us again. When he came and went to the cross, with the cross on his back, he was serving us. When he gave us his word, he was serving us. Now he wants to us to come to heaven and serve us again. But this time it will be in person. This time it will be with him one-on-one serving us. One of one. My brother and sister, the other nine, he's giving me this revelation. I saw Jesus speaking with someone. Then I saw him speaking with me. And I was astonished by this. It was a short revelation. But if we wanted to show me is that he can be speaking with each one of us at the same time without any problem. God has no power. But he was showing me also that he does this under his power. He has the power to do so. And that's what he was showing me, which I thank him for. Thank you, Lord. He wants to serve us. Okay? And will come forward and serve them, he says. Okay? You think about here, but he served us at the cross. Now he wants us to the wedding supper and serve us. My brother and sister, you will be eating what Jesus will serve you. What he cooked from his own hand. You will be eating. If he gives you a piece of salmon, you're going to be eating a piece of salmon from the hand of Jesus, a piece of fish. My brother and sister, he's ready to serve you. Serve the Lord here in the time that remains. And serve him well. That's what he's calling us. And when we do so, the Lord says that we are blessed. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he comes, shall find him watching. What is he asking us, you and I? To watch. Watch. In this story, he doesn't say pray. 
He said, watch. But in other part, he said, pray and watch. Or watch and pray. My brother insisted. So, but this time he says, watching. Because when you're praying, you are watching. When you're fasting, you are watching. When you're keeping his commandment daily, you are watching. You are committed to him in doing so. And you will be rewarded for doing so. You're not doing it in vain. You're not wasting your time. Don't let the devil tell you you are wasting your time. Don't let any man tell you you are wasting your time because you are not wasting your time when you serve God. If you are young and you're giving God your time right now, God's going to reward you with a life, eternal life, life that will never end. You will be young and beautiful forever. You will have beautiful and wonderful hair forever. You will have beautiful eyes forever. You will have beautiful skin forever. Your skin will be young forever. You will never get old. Hallelujah. You will never age. You will laugh up years. You will laugh up age. Thousands and millions a year will go by and you will still long. You will still look young and beautiful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And he will multiply your beauty also. A lot of people don't feel beauty beautiful right now. Hallelujah. A lot of people feel right now they feel ugly. They feel rejected by people. They feel like men don't even want to look upon them. Some of the ladies, some of the men feel the same. But I'm going to tell you something. When you come to heaven, Jesus is going to make you so beautiful that whoever sees you will see beauty. You will look beautiful. When you come back to the new earth again, you're going to look beautiful. Your skin will look beautiful. Your eyes will look beautiful. Your hair will look beautiful. You'll never have a bad day here. No, no, no. You will have everything you need, and you will look beautiful always, always, always. Thank you, Lord. God will give you the petition of your heart. Right now, as the Lord says to me the other day, I'm giving you what you need, he says, but I'm also giving you more. Thank you, Lord. The more, the added, seek the kingdom of heaven first, and every other thing will be added unto you, is what he's going to give us very soon. The things that we desire, the things that we've been praying for, the things that we want, he is about to release it to us very, very soon. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. This week, my first revelation, thank you, Lord. Help me remember, Lord. Help me remember everything, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I was in my new home. He promised me a house he's given me. And he showed me in the days to come I was in my new home with my family, my brother and my sisters. But one thing he assured me, that very soon in life, everything is going to change here in the United States. My brother and my sisters. All of a sudden, the government was calling people, my brother and sisters. Hallelujah. Limiting people what you can buy or where you can go. If you don't have the, 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 your vaccination, and like I said before, they're going to require also later on the RFID. At this moment, it was the vaccination. But they also were saying that the system had changed. I was immediately thinking about the digital dollar. Hallelujah. Sister Celestia was talking about, hallelujah, how everything is going to change at Amazon. Amazon is going to be one of the greatest companies in the United States very soon. How powerful they're going to be. My brother insisted, and, and, and the Lord showed Sister Celestia that Amazon is going to require people to have this app or this digital 
uh, application that you're going to have to use to purchase from Amazon required by the government. And they're going to implement it almost in every single store. Something is about to be changed. My brother, so the Lord in this revelation showed me that they were asking people for this stuff. Where is your, where is your digital number? And I said, what do you mean? I was never told I was required to carry no, no digital number. What do you mean? Were you not vaccinated? And they began to ask those kind of questions. I said, it's my choice. I didn't make that choice to do so. So I don't require no digital number. Well, you're supposed to now, from now on, the government has implemented that you have to have it. But you're going to have to go to the FEMA camps. You're going to have to be arrested, be thrown in jail, or go to the FEMA camp. Okay? And they indicated jail, but they also indicated, first of all, FEMA camps. Say, as I say, I didn't know that that was part of the Constitution. Okay? So they said, no, things have changed now. These, these, these um, officers, these are uh, um, Army people, was telling me this in the United States. They have put, it, have put the country in the hand of the army. So that will be under martial law. Martial law is one thing that is coming. In this revelation, the army was in control. And they said that now that they were in control, they expect everyone to have their number. Okay? Or they will, be, have, to, they will have to go to the FEMA camp or jail. Those are the two things they indicated to me. So I said, well, I understand this. Okay? So... Uh, I guess my choice is to go to the FEMA camp then, my brother and sister. And to me, let me tell you, so some people will be discouraged, but I tell you now, I won't be discouraged much because I will be preaching there to anyone who is not vaccinated, my brother and sister. See, you, you cannot let the enemy take, take a hold of you, not even in, 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 in what is about to come. Don't let the enemy, my brother and sister, okay, take a hold of your, of your future, of your plan with God. You have to stand and believe God and trust God and pray and even break any plan of the enemy against your life. That's the way, my brother and sister, you and I need to do it. Break any plan of the enemy. Whatever the enemy is planning against us, we need to break, break it in prayer and fasting and proclaim what the, what the Lord has promised us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Okay? So I saw them arresting people and taking people. Okay? But I, told, I immediately said, Lord, I'm going to go get my family. I walked away. They were not able to touch me. They were not able to arrest me. I noticed that. I was the only one able to walk away from what they were doing. They were arresting people. They, they were taking people into FEMA camp. But I noticed they could not lay their hand on me. My brother and sister, they could not lay their hand on me. I was able to walk away from the soldier with no problem, walk back to my house and tell my family what was going on. My brother and sister. Now, the question is, this could be for the people staying behind, okay? I don't think this is before the rapture, departure of the bride of Christ. I believe this is for afterwards because I remember one occasion when I asked the Lord, Lord, is the economy falling before the rapture? And the Lord showed me, no, it's after the rapture, okay? So I believe what Sister Celestia said, that there are two years more that God has given America before the economy falls. I don't know how many of you heard the prophecy. Okay, the prophecy has been told a year ago, but the Lord says to her very clear, my daughter Celestia, there are two years more in giving America before the economy falls. 
One year has passed, another year comes. That is need to come. Okay. Remember the revelation I share that which I believe Donald Trump was president and the economy already falling and people were making life for a soup. This I told this prophecy about three to four years ago. Here on the Lord Tower. And some of you were here when I said this. Okay, so some of you can testify about this. Okay? So the Lord says two more years America has before the economy falls. Okay, which the Lord let me know that what she said it was right. Okay, the timeline that God has given her for the economy to fall, I don't know, but the Lord confirmed and showed me the economy falling, but it was after the bride of Christ had left. So to me, I can say it could be a year or two afterwards. The church is gone. Okay, but only God knows the timing. To, to, to time everything is very difficult, my brother and sister. But that's what the Lord says to her. America has two more good years. That's it. Two more good years before the economy falls. So now is the time to make amend with the Lord and really get ready with him, my brother and my sister. Amen. So in this second revelation, okay, America was being invaded by China and Russia. Okay. And they began to get a hold of everything. But here's what the Lord showed me. When Russia and China came and invaded America, I knew from the Lord, which the Lord revealed me this, uh, there was a lot of people in the country and government and Congress and government that are with them already in agreement, in secret agreement with Russia and China. And what they're about to do, there's nothing new for them. They already know them. They already are ready. They already have made the agreement and commitment in secret with them. Okay. Then they came, my brother and sister, and the few that were in agreement with them in the country and power welcomed them, and we're agreeing with everything they were doing. They were getting a hold of people. They, they were confiscating buildings, uh, weapons, uh, buildings, factories. Uh, hallelujah. And oh, brother Estrada said he had a dream last night. He had a dream that... Uh, God was showing him a huge wave, place where they didn't know water could reach, earthquake in places never were before. People were surprised there for natural disaster. Exactly. I seen the same brother. Thank you. That's a confirmation. Amen. So in this invasion, because I can see with great details what was going on here in America, my brother and sister, Washington D.C. was waiting for this overtake of Russia and China, which I was surprised. But in sense, you hear conspiracy theory about it. And, and, and you know, people say, I'm not comp- I don't know conspiracy theory about it, so I'm not going to believe that, some people say. But what I was watching, what I was seeing, were people in high office, okay, in Congress and Senate, House, in total agreement with this overtake of the United States from Russia and China. And they were coming in, and these people that were with them were welcoming them, while all the people who didn't know nothing about it were surprised and were expecting people to fight more. But when your leaders are sold out, which a lot of people already know, when your leaders are sold out, how do you expect people to fight? You're not going to expect the, the local people to fight. Shout out to Sister Renee. I mean, how are you going to expect the local people to rise up when your leaders who are in control of the Army, the Navy, the Marines, 
And only four says, I already sold out, you know? And they're going to follow their orders. And they're going to tell them, because I saw them doing that, they were ordering the people here who were in charge to order their army, the people, to control the people, to arrest their people, and bring them under uh, submission. Bring them under submission. We order you. And that's exactly what they were doing. They were ordering the army, the soldiers, telling them to, to bring the people under submission, to make those people quiet them down. We want no riot, they say. No riot. Anyone rise and riot, kill them. That's exactly what they were doing. Anyone who complains and rise will be in kill right away, shot. And so who, who was going to rise when they got so many bullets, so many weapons, you know? Marble insisted. So everything was, it was like practically a peaceful taking over. You will think that they, there will be much fight. What fight? That's why they wanted to put the COVID-19 vaccine out before. They have over 90% of the people vaccinated. Because the one that are going to be in control are the 90% plus vaccinated. The only one that are going to complain and say, no, 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 this and that, are, are the people that are not vaccinated. And the people that are vaccinated are so few. So few that in some states, if you find two or three, you are lucky. Okay. If you find two or three in some state that are 99, almost 0.9% vaccinated, how are you going to find a few, a few Christians? What, more than 10, more, more, 12, 10? So we're, we're really, things are really, really, really in a difficult position. Because exactly the three days of darkness is about, it's about cleansing. It's a major, major cleansing coming up in the three days of darkness. And someone already saw this from God. God told the beast, okay, for the three days of darkness, I want you to go down there, and I want you to cleanse all the wicked and evil people on the earth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God has grace still for everyone, sister. His grace is sufficient. And he says, I want you to go there and cleanse the earth, cleanse them, remove these people, even from their homes. Okay, so the beast got order that they must obey. Okay, and they saw leaders of fallen Nephilim ordering these other demons and working with them to remove these people in the three days of darkness. They have orders to remove. I really launch my brother. This is why if you have vaccinated family, you better be on your knees praying for them and really, really praying and fasting. Because there's a cleansing coming upon the earth when you don't want your, your, your family to be lost. Bible insisted. God is really awakening people to this hour and really letting them know this is the time for repenting. Bible insisted. Before the three days of dawn that comes that are around the corner, are very close. They are closer every day. And one of these days, one of these days, okay, Someone had a dream the other night. They saw the the lunamis, the, 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 the lights up on the sky. And immediately this person said, I knew right away, like everybody else looking up knew right away. There was like a, 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 a reflective darkness before the three days of darkness that made your hair stand in your hand and your body. Everyone had their hands stand, their hair and their arm and their and their body stand right away. 
like when something evil was by you. And everyone on the earth knew immediately that something major was about to happen. Everyone, it doesn't matter if you were a Christian or not, if you didn't believe in God, if you didn't believe in the Bible, it doesn't matter if what religion you were from, it doesn't matter if you were, if you, if you were the biggest atheist. It doesn't matter if you were the biggest atheist. Because the biggest atheist in the times of Noah came to the ark, pounding on the door of the ark, pounding. Noah, Noah, open unto us. But God had closed the door. Okay? Read your Bible, Genesis chapter 7. God had closed the door of the ark. And the biggest atheist came to the door of the ark, pounding. Noah, Noah. Noah opened up to us. The biggest atheist became believer right away when they saw the judgment. And right now we are in the border of three days of darkness where the biggest atheist who did not believe the church, who did not believe the preachers, the messenger of God, neither the word of God, who threw away the Bible many times, are going to become the greater believer in the Bible. But they're going to find themselves in the mouth of a beast chewing them or cutting them to peace. Mouth of insistence. Time is at the least right now. We are the least going home. Time is at the least. And the least will be kept and protected. Jesus talked about the least so many times in the Bible. Mouth and sister. He talked When he talked about the, command, the commandment, he said the least. Hallelujah. When he talked about his disciples, he talked about the least. My brothers and sisters, Matthew 5, 19, whosoever therefore shall break one of the least of these commandments, and to teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But such whoever do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Matthew 13, 32, which in D is the least of all the seed, okay? But when it grows, it's greater among the earth that become the tree. He talked about the least so many times. Hallelujah. My brother and sister, that it is for us to think about because we are in the least of time. Hallelujah. Matthew twenty-five forty. And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you so much that if we have done unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Which are the least, my brother and sister? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Because we're now in the least of time. This is the least. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. The least of them, Matthew twenty-five forty-five. Then sure he answered them, saying, Verily I said unto you so much, that if you did, did not, to one of the least of these, you did it not unto me. Okay? So there's a least in one way, and there's a least in another way. Thank you, Lord. Praise your God. The least matter to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. John of the Baptist, and Luke 728, was one of the least in the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise your God. Thank you, Lord. And one of the least of one that, that received the Lord, he said unto them, Whosoever shall receive this child in my name, receive me. Whosoever shall receive, the, receive me, uh, rec- me, receive him that has sent me. For he that is least among you, 
Oh, the saying shall be great. Marvelous. It's a lot of us have to be least in order to preach the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. We have to be least. We have to humble ourselves and not think about ourselves, but think about what God wants us to do. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Luke 16, 10. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. He that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. Okay? Faithfulness in the least. Unfaithfulness, even in the least, is much. So see how God sees. My brother and sister, hear how God hears. Understand with the mind of Christ what God is saying in his word. But hear with his ear. See with his eyes. Okay? And discern with God's understanding. Discern with his word. Thank you, Jesus. We are living in the last day. Praise the Lord. Luke 19, 42, saying that if thou know, even thou art least in this thy day, the thing which must be for, for thy peace. But now you are here from thine eyes. Thank you, Lord. He talked about the least so many times. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Act 8.10, for whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, this man is great with the power of God. Amen. Which are the least and which are the great? Because the greater is the one that serves the least of the one that are great in the kingdom of heaven. So which is the little? See what I understand? Think with the mind of Christ about what God is saying here to us. Because we are in such a day that the least are the one going to be great in the kingdom of God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. It's, it, it, the calling is for the least. Hallelujah. To reach out for the greater. My brother sister, we need to humble ourselves every day even more before the trumpet sound, because the trumpet is about to sound, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Yeshua. First Corinthians 6, 4, But then if, if then ye have judgment to make under pertaining to this life, send them to Joshua, or at least team in the church. Hallelujah. But those that are least are greater. My brother, First Corinthians 15, 9, for I am the least of the apostles, Paul was saying. Not me be called apostle, because I persuaded the church. So Paul being the least of the apostles, at the end of his journey became the greater in heaven. My brother, don't worry about who you are in God. Hallelujah. Worry about who God is in your life. Worry about that he's in your life. That's what's more important in the last days. Because Jesus said, Remember when Jesus, when I asked Jesus, Lord, how do I know I'll be going home with you? If my Holy Spirit is in you when I come, you will be going home with me. The key is the Holy Spirit, the greater one of heaven, being in our lives, being in the least of us, my brother and sister. Before the last shofar, the last trumpet sounds. You know why is the last trumpet? Because the last trumpet is a departure trumpet. The children of Israel was told, several trumpets were sound. There was one trumpet told to them to prepare, okay? And then they were also told that when the last trumpet was sound, at that very moment, they will have to leave, okay? Because they have washer over the wall. And those washers were watching for the enemy. When they sound the last shofar, the last trumpet, 
They have to move immediately. Those that did not listen to the sound of the shofar, to the sound of the trumpet, the enemy came and hold them capture, capture them and hold them prisoner, took them and beat them and even killed them. My brother and sister, God knows there's a great tribulation about to come. The Nephilim, the order has to come out in the great tribulation. When the church goes, they immediately come down to the earth to begin to take over the earth, my brother and sister. And they're going to take many people captive. First of all, the Christians who are left behind, let me tell you. And they're going to torment them to the point that the book of Revelation says, okay, that people will seek death, but they will elude them, my brother and sister. They are, so, they are being so tormented. They are in so much pain that they wish to die, but no death is available for them. The angel of death cannot kill anybody, my brother and sister. The Nephilim are tormenting, cutting people to pieces, and they're still alive in the floor. Let me tell you, and that's still the mercy of God. My brother and my sister, hallelujah. But the Lord has taken his. And while these people are down here being tormented by the Nephilim, the other people are sitting at the table with Jesus, enjoying the supper of the Lamb. My brother and sister, the Lord has a meal prepared for you and I. I can see the, the smoke coming out of the bowl, a soup up in heaven. The meal is nice and hot for you and I waiting. Let me tell you, do not miss the evil of the Lord. Do not miss the wrath of the pasture of the bride of Christ. Because I tell you, he is coming and he is faithful. He's never going to make you and I a promise. He is not going to fulfill my brother and sister. See, we can talk about many things, like I was saying before. But the Lord taking me to hell this morning and showing me my own there. My own mother there, because she got vaccinated. It is the fact that the consequence of sin, Eve is the mother of all of us in the flesh. Adam is the father of all of us in the flesh. But God kicked them out of the garden and put a sword in a sheriff to not to let them come in, because God will not be marked. Whatever man sowing, he says, so they will reap. They mock God when they listen to the serpent. They mock God when they stretched their hand and brought the fruit of their mouth. When Eve ate out of that fruit and she shared with Adam, at that very moment, they both became an abomination to God. That's why they needed to be kicked out of the garden, because they became an abomination in the sight of God. And God did not want to look upon them anymore, my brother and sister, in their sin. God cannot look upon them in the sin, because God can only see us through the blood of Jesus. I was taken to the throne. I saw Father looking down to the earth, like in a big screen. And each believer had the blood of Jesus on them. And Father can see them holy and righteous through the blood of Yeshua, the blood of Jesus. Those that have repented and received the Lord as the Lord and Savior, that are under the blood, cleansed and watched by the blood, are holy and righteous before God. The rest of humanity, my brother and sister, which were many, were completely in darkness, part of the darkness down here. They had no different from a demon or a fallen one. They looked the same, dark, pure dark, 
and nothing else. And God can only look at his beloved one through the beloved blood of Jesus who died for them on the cross and love on them and bless them, blesses of the Lord, bless them and provide for them their need according to the riches and glory in Christ Jesus. The blessing of God is for his children. And he said he's going to keep us and make sure we have what we need in the days to come. Although we're all the trouble coming upon the earth, he said he's going to keep us. He's going to protect us, Father said to me, I remember. He came down to tell me that one time. And I thank him for that. Because we need to be ready and preparing. And I just think that what God has said about the COVID by sea, COVID-19 by seeing is a fact, it's a truth. The Father said that those that will take the vaccine will not be part of his kingdom. So what do they need to do? They need to repent. And we need to pray for them. So Jesus can have mercy on them. God can have mercy on him as Jesus pray. The Lord reminded me one thing yesterday. Hallelujah. Yesterday morning, the Lord reminded me of something. And he says to me, he came to me and said, Hallelujah. Remember to pray to my Father through me. He said, Remember that I am the high priest. That I should be the one, in, that I the one that intercede. That God always hears. It was a reminder that when we ask God, we should be asking Jesus to pray for us, to intercede for us. He is the high priest. He is the one that makes intercession for us day and night, the word of God says. He reminded me of that. When he came, it was such an anointing and reminder to me. And I said, Lord, I'm sorry if I had tried to pray directly to Father. I'm sorry, Lord, it should be done through you. Because it reminded me, you want to have victory in your prayer life, do it through him. Ask through him. He says, whatever you ask my Father in my name will be given to you. Ask, and thou shalt receive. Never forget to ask in the name of Jesus. Never forget that whatever petition prayer you have, ask in the name of Jesus. Finish your prayer. Begin your prayer. In the name of Jesus, Father, I pray for this. In the name of Jesus, Father, I have asked for this. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ask in the name of Jesus. Pray through Jesus to the Father. Let Jesus be your intercessor. Let Jesus be your high priest before Father. Hallelujah. Ask in his name. Pray in his name. Request in his name for your prayer to be an answer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Pray to Yeshua. God is faithful. God will not forsaking his children. God will answer whatever we ask in Jesus' name. But we need to ask in the name of Jesus. We need to ask the Lord to intercede for us before Father, for our petition prayer, that whatever we ask in his name will be given unto us, as he said. You know what is the perfect prayer in heaven? Whatever you ask, to, whatever you ask that God has told you to ask for the perfect prayer for God is when you pray for the gift of the Holy Spirit. When you, when you pray that you want to be like Christ, 
Because we are told to be like our master who's in heaven. My brother, that you want to have the mind of Christ. That you want to be holy and righteous like Jesus. Why don't you pray that? A lot of people are praying for car, for house, for job, for money, and many other things. But if you spend more time praying that you want to grow in your in spirit, you want to mature, praying for God to give you wisdom, to give you understanding. These are perfect prayer before God. That you want to grow spiritually, that you that you don't want to doubt anymore, that you repent your pride and unbelief, that you want to grow in faith that pleases God. Hallelujah. Ask him in prayer. Those are perfect prayer. Because without faith, it is impossible to please him. So pray that you can please, please God in your prayer. That you can please God in your faith. That whatever you ask, hallelujah. And that God will cleanse the garment also for the wedding. That's a perfect prayer. Thank you, brother. It's a perfect prayer. Those are the perfect prayer that God wants us to ask in Jesus' name. And you will see those prayers being answered to you. You will see God changing you, transforming your life before you keep asking God for a second son, a second car or a second house. Ask God for what is the most important, what is perfect in heaven. Whatever God told us to pray for is perfect in heaven. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That he'll give us our daily bread, Jesus said. Pray. Forgive your daily bread in a perfect prayer. Forgive us in us. We forgive the trespasses. We need to forgive, forgive people. So God will forgive us. Because if we don't forgive other people's sin, God will not forgive our sin. You know how many people have things in their heart against their parents, sister, brother, father, mother, uncle, co-worker, brothers and sisters in church? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. That's it. Hallelujah. Thank you, brother. If God said, I will never forsake you if you stand in the scripture. That's it. Hallelujah. Praise your God. I'm telling you, make your prayer perfect according to the Bible. Why didn't you write in a note, in a notebook? What is, from the Bible, what God told us to pray for. Go to the Psalms. Go to Proverbs. Go to, go to the prophets. Read what the Lord says in the New Testament. And write it down in a notebook. Make, make your prayer perfect. Because if you make your prayer according to what God says in his word, your prayer now, petition becomes perfect. And God will answer you quicker, quicker than what you even are hoping for. Okay, because there will be things he will answer you that you, you thought it would be for later and all of a sudden he gives it to you. If you make it according to his will, if you make it perfect, his word is his will. His word is given out of his will. If you ask according to his word, you're asking according to his will. He will answer you according to his will. You will receive. You will rejoice. You will see the hand of God on your behalf. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Sit down and do this. Write it down. You're not wasting your time when you're doing these things. Hallelujah. Where God all things are possible. There you go. Hallelujah. What is it that you find impossible in your life? Hallelujah. There's verses right there that where God all things are possible. Put it, put it together there. Put your petition there. And watch what happens. God will make it possible. I share that in our church, we used to every year write down the petition that we want to God to answer for the year. And we will write it down. 
And we will put it, at one time, we will put it in a box. We had a box in the church. Put all the petitions in a box. And everyone will pray for the box, for all the petitions to be answered. Hallelujah. And everyone will pray and fast about the box. When the new year will come, December 1st day, we will come together and we will open the box. And we will begin to share what God answered us from our prayer. And there was so many testimony of the church of the people, of all the prayer that God answered. Because everyone together joins, whatever two or three ask in my name, it shall be given to them, Jesus said. Notice that it was not only you praying for them, you had other people now praying for them, for what it, what, whatever it was in your box, in your prayer list, I'm sorry, in that box. And God answered. Prayer would answer. And it was rejoicing. To hear the testimony of prayer being answered. Even salvation of some mother children that were lost. They put their name there. And they asked everyone to pray for their prayer. For the salvation of the sons or daughters. And when the, the new year comes, they will read the sons and daughters were already serving God. In church. Reading the Bible and studying the word and praying. Thank you, Lord. And all the testimony will be in share. Marriage being restored. Some people have really a lot of problems in their marriage. They wrote it down. And, and the near, before the year ended, their marriage got restored. My brother, their husband became loving again. Their wife became loving again. They, they found themselves like Adam and Eve. Before they had set, Eve knew Adam. Adam knew Eve again. They knew each other. That means to me there was a separation there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. After they lost Cain, Abel and Cain, they had no children. Hallelujah. God can answer us. We just need to pray for wisdom, understanding for him to lead us. Lord, how should I do this, Lord? How should I pray about this, Lord? You know, sometimes the Lord will say, listen, I don't want you to keep asking the same. I want you to just tell, remind me of my promise that he says in his word. Remind the Lord. Okay? Because some people want to give the Lord a whole list of what they've been asking him. Every day they do this. And the Lord may not want you to just do that. Because he already knows what you want. Okay? Thank you, Lord. So it might be something he's asking of you that you need to ask him. Lord, what is it that you're asking of me? Can you show me in a dream, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? You want me to say, what is the Lord? And when you ask the Lord this with your heart, from your heart, he will let you know. He will give you a dream, a vision. He will show you. And you will be shocked the things he will ask you that you couldn't imagine. I love it when some people sometimes are shocked by the Lord, by the things the Lord will say to them, but it will bless their lives. See, God, that's why Jesus said, bless our deeds that are watching. Whenever you are watching for the Lord, he blesses you. He blesses your life. You may think that when you read the word, when he says bless are these that are watching, you're thinking about the past that he said that 2,000 years ago. You cannot imagine that he says that today, tomorrow, the day after, and every single day until you get to heaven. He blesses you. He blesses your life. He blesses your family. He blesses your ministry. His word is prophetic, past, present, and future. And he blesses you every day 
when you believe. Blesses, that's why we are called blessings of the Lord. We are blessed. And you need to say that to yourself. You need to say that to your brothers and sisters. We are blessed. Can you say that? Go ahead, repeat it. Can you say, I am blessed? We are blessed. Let's say it together. We are blessed of the Lord. Say it. Don't be afraid. Some people, I don't know how to say that. Well, I don't know how can I say that. I don't want to be a hypocrite. No. Say it by faith. Speak by faith. Confess by faith. Proclaim and declare by faith. And you'll see it come to pass in your life every day. He'll bless you. He'll bless you. Get ready to receive his blessing. Confess it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Thank you, Lord. Let me put it here, the sermon. Because he said we are. He says we are. Are you going to call God a liar now? Are you going to call God a liar? Are you going to call him a liar? Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he comes, shall find him watching. He says you are blessed. Are you saying you're not? Of course you are. Of course you are. He says you are. I believe Jesus. Who do you believe? Come on, come on, come on. Grab onto his word. Grab onto his promise. Grab onto it. Like Jacob. I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. Grab onto him. Grab onto his word. Because when you grab onto his word, you're grabbing onto Jesus like Jacob. Jacob, grab onto the Lord. He says, I will not let you go until you bless me. Grab onto him tonight. Grab onto his promise. Grab onto his word. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Grab onto him. Grab onto him. Do not speak anything negative. Do not say anything negative about you. Because you cannot call God a liar. You cannot. God already saved you. Cannot call God a liar. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You are saved by the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Believe it. Believe it. Say, Lord, I am saved and I am blessed. Believe it. Don't let the level. The Lord says yes. I just heard the Lord say yes. You are saving your blessing. The Lord Jesus said, yes. Heard Jesus say, yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Praise you, Yeshua. God makes the promise. We believe the promise. He says it, and it is. He's not going to call God a liar. By the word, he created the heaven and the earth. And they're still here. Heaven and earth are still here. He created them by the word. He created them by the word. Believe only. Believe only. Don't question it. Believe only. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Jehoshua. Hallelujah. Believe only. Believe only. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Let, let me give it to you here. Mark 5, 36. As soon as Jesus heard the word that has been spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid. Only believe. Only believe. Don't allow anything else. Only believe. Only. Only. Don't, no, no, no. Don't, don't allow anything to be only. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. He said only. Hallelujah. He is an only. There's nothing else but only. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Listen. Look, A50. Look, A50. And when Jesus heard it, he answered him and saying, Fear not, believe only, and he should be made whole. Hallelujah. You cannot add to this word. You cannot add or take away to this word. Only believe. 
Believe only. Believe only. You cannot add to the only. You cannot add to believe. You cannot add unbelief and doubt to believe. You can only believe it's what God wants each and one of us to be. Believing only. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Receive it. Receive it in your spirit. Receive it in your heart. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Believe only. Believe only. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise to God. Praise to Yeshua. Believe only in him. Believe only in Jesus. He's the only begotten son of the Father. Believe only in him. Only believe in him. Don't believe in anything else people say. Believe what Jesus said, and that's it. Don't let anyone add or take away. He said, but to believe only. Only believe. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Because there is a warning in John 3.18 that i got to read it to you. Okay? Thank you, Lord. If you don't believe only. Okay? This is what happened. John 3.18. And I finished with this. I got an audio about the New Jerusalem that God took me years ago, which I'm going to play after. John 8.18 says, He that believeth in him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already. Because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. You need to understand that when we talk about Jesus, you have to believe him only. Only believe in what he said. Forget about the rest. Only believe in him. And only believing in him, there's no doubt and unbelief, nothing else. But it's only faith in Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. You need to be blessed by the Lord every day, you and I. And we are only blessed when we believe. Hallelujah. Believe only in the Son of God. Thank Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, uh, the, the, the revelation was that... Uh, uh, Almost at 2 o'clock in the morning on Saturday morning, the Lord came with some angel to my room after my prayer time to take me to heaven, and they released a lot, a lot of oil over me, and I uh, praise Jesus, hallelujah. The Lord took me, uh, hallelujah, had two of his angels take me to the third heaven, where the Father is, Shalom de Yatayana. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And as I was taken to heaven, I opened up my eyes. Hallelujah. And I and I I looked right in front of me was the New Jerusalem. The New Jerusalem, brothers and sisters. That that was so beautiful to see, hallelujah. Just like it says in Revelation twenty one. Hallelujah. Just in case you, you know you wonder where it is. Revelation twenty one, I believe in twenty two talks about it. And John says in Revelation twenty one one and I saw the new heaven and the new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth have passed away, and there was no more sea. And then John says on verse 2, and I, and I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. Hallelujah. And so let me, let me tell you what I saw. And so as soon as I was there, I saw in the midst of the new Jerusalem, like in one of the in the hill or mountain, this big, this big lion, big, big lion, hallelujah. And, and he roared so strong, hallelujah. I believe it was a herd all around heaven. 
which is the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ the, the, the Lion of Judah. Hallelujah. The Lion of Judah, which I don't know where it is in the Bible, but I can look it up. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And it was so awesome to, to see Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To see him. Hallelujah. And so Revelation uh, um, Revelation 5, 5, and then one of the others said unto me, We now behold the Lion of Judah, of the tribe of Judah, the ruler of David, have prevailed to open the book and to lose the seven seal thereof. Hallelujah. And so Revelation 5, 5, which I'm going to go ahead and post it on the, on the chat room. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ is the Lion of Judah. Hallelujah. And so I saw the Lion of Judah. What a, what a powerful lion. Hallelujah. What a big lion. Hallelujah. I said it must be four times bigger than the lions we have over here on earth. Hallelujah. He was so, he looked so powerful, so strong. Hallelujah. Mighty God he is. Mighty God he is. Hallelujah. And so I rejoiced for seeing the Lord. He, his eyes were straight looking at me. Hallelujah. And so the glory of God is, is over the city. Hallelujah. And so once I was taken there, the angel on my left left me, and the angel on my right who brought me up there, hallelujah, and just put me down. Hallelujah. And I was looking at all this, and the roar of the lion, Jesus roar, the lion of Judah roar. And looking to my, to, my, to my right, I'm looking at the door of the city, just as John described it in Revelation uh, chapter 21. And I'm looking, I'm looking to my, my right, to my left, and I'm looking the city is square. And I'm looking at the door, they're always open. That amazed me, hallelujah. Those doors are always open, just like John saw. Just as it is described, hallelujah, in Revelation 21, hallelujah. That, and that, that was so awesome to see. Hallelujah. So awesome to see. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. That place is so holy. But I noticed that the whole city is like one precious stone. Okay, the street of the city is, is, is gold, transparent gold, completely transparent. You know it's gold, but at the same time it's transparent. Hallelujah. You can, it's like you can see through the gold. That's how beautiful that gold is, and it shines with the glory of the Father on it. Because, of course, the Father made the city for his children, for his people, and, and, and for the people of Israel. Hallelujah. And so that, that's, that's a powerful thing to know. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. That is so powerful to know that, that the Father made, made that, 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 that city for his people. He wants his people to rejoice, and it has his glory. Hallelujah. But everything in the city shines, too. Everything in the city shines with the glory of God, and it's because it's also made, it made, it's like made perfect. Like every, everything there is like made of stone. Even the houses and the other mansions, in that city, it looks beautiful. Hallelujah. They, they shine. They, they look so beautiful. I was looking at the mansion. You know, and I know the Lord has shown me mansion for, for, the, for, the, uh, uh, for eternity. For eternity, when he showed me his eternity. Hallelujah. And also, this city will be on, uh, back here on earth again, on the new earth, on eternity too. Hallelujah. But eternity is a separate planet. Just in case anyone wanted to know, hallelujah. Well, Jesus did not speak to me, but he was, he was standing there looking at me. The Father was speaking to me. So if the Father was speaking to me, that's the Lord too, because God is one. 
Amen. So I take that it was one. But Jesus did not speak to me. He was just looking at me. Hallelujah. With those uh, 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 piercing eyes, the lion eyes. You know, and I, I like to watch a lot of lions uh, um, on TV. Hallelujah. I like to watch them a lot. I, I admire lions a lot. And so seeing Jesus as a lion, that, that tells me a lot. Gives me a lot. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so again, the lion is the king of the jungle, you know, and he, he, he's the giant, the lion is the boss. Hallelujah. And so I love that. I truly love that, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. And so he, he was really looking at me. Hallelujah. And, and this time, the week before, the Holy Spirit in the throne was looking at me with those eye piercing right through me. It was like he was looking through me, the Holy Spirit. And I'm still meditating. Why was the Holy Spirit kept his eyes on me? Okay, why did he, he just keep his eyes so firm? And this time he didn't even smile. Because I seen the Holy Spirit before he smiled on me. And he has such a beautiful smile, the Holy Spirit. But this time he was just looking at me. Hallelujah. Uh, the Holy Spirit, he, he looks like a, like a, he looks like a person, like the Lord. Okay, but he's not, he's a spirit. Hallelujah. It's a, it's a being. It's a spirit, yes. It's, it's a being, Hallelujah. And, and, but he 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 has his unique his unique different, okay, from the Father and the Son. See, uh, God is one, but the Father looks different from the Lord and the Holy Spirit, and the Lord looks different from the Father and the Holy Spirit. They got that's why when you read up in the Bible about there's three that give testimony in heaven: the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Testimony. The word testimony. Well, so when you seek out, what's your testimony? What testimony do you give? Hallelujah. Well, your testimony is of God, but you also got your own testimony, whether you are, if you are a serious person or, or, or what, are, what are you about? Hallelujah. Well, you know, what do you represent? Your own testimony. And everyone has a different testimony. The Holy Spirit has his own testimony of himself. Hallelujah. But I, 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 you know, this time he was just looking at me, the Holy Spirit. And I seen him before in his form of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Uh, the Holy Spirit has spoken to me before, but not this time in the throne when I see him. And so the Lord also has spoken to me many, many times, different times, but not, not this time. This time it was the Father. Hallelujah. And so the Father was speaking to me. He said, Father, he started talking to me, so I had to pay attention to the Father. Although the Lord was looking at me, and I could see all the spirits and, and angels, different. This is another thing. There's different types of angels. And the Father wanted me to see this this time. There are different types of angels in heaven, which there are also different types of spirit. Hallelujah. When you read the Bible, pay, pay close attention to those details in the Word. Okay, because the Bible tells you creatures. Okay, but that also means a lot. Don't take that for granted and think so. Oh well, creature means human. Uh, 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 look it up again, buddy. Hallelujah. Uh, God bless you, there, Sister Wolitski. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. Thank you for that, Sister Wolitski. Yes. Enoch had his own testimony. Hallelujah. And so everyone has their own testimony before God. Hallelujah. Everyone has their own testimony. And so the Father was speaking to me, so I, I kept my eyes on the Father, 
which he was up in the cloud. Okay, he was speaking to me from the cloud up in heaven, but it was like I could see his image. I seen the image of the Father before. I seen the Father. So, you know, his face was looking at me, so I had to keep my eyes on the Father because he was talking to me. Hallelujah. And, then, you know, when the Father speaks, you've you got to listen to him anyway. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so the Father was telling me, uh, I understand. Remember what I say, that, that I was complaining to the Lord. Lord, you know, I, we just want you to come, Lord. You know, it's, it's so hard over here. We just want to go home, Lord. And so the Father says to me, I understand how you, my people, my children feel. Okay, my little ones. They use the word little ones. I know how you feel. Hallelujah. And, and so for the Father to say that to me, that's mighty. That's mighty. That he knows how we feel. Hallelujah. That's mighty coming from the Father. He knows how we feel, that we just want to go home. He knows. The Father knows that we just want to go home. We don't want to be here a day more. Amen. But everything is, is, is in the Word of God. You see, he, and again, like I said to people yesterday, look. The Father knows the day and the hour. And the Father, let me tell you, he did not use the word soon. If the Father were to say to me, okay, if the Father were to say to me, my son is going for you, or I'm bringing you my people home soon, I would have I would, I would, I would, I would dropped back in the, in, in the floor, I think. And you say, why is that, Brother Ali? Because you really, in, 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 in um, Revelation 22, 22, Okay, it's Revelation 22, 7 and 12 and believe in 14, where Jesus says, I'm coming soon. He says that 2,000 years ago. Hallelujah. So if the Father says, my son is coming soon, I would say, oh, man, another 2,000 years waiting. Hallelujah. But that's not what he says. That's not, that's not the word he used. Okay? Okay, he says, my son, hallelujah, is going... Yeah, soon can be a year. can be years. That's right. Soon can be years. That's, that's what I meant by this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That, you know, so he didn't use the word soon. Okay. He, he didn't use numb word. The word. What he says to me, my son is going already to pick up my, my people. Okay. Okay. Uh, no, no. I, I'm, I'm bringing my people home already. Okay. When, so but in the, word, the word he said it already is in the process of us going home now. Okay. So, that I love, that I love, because it's in the now, and the, the word that our sister John is using, now. I love that. It's in the process of him taking us home. Because my question was to the Lord, you know, I was still here for years, a month, what? What? What, you know, what, what are we here for? I, I want to get, I want to have the right information. I want to be able to tell people, hallelujah. That we're going home already. Hallelujah. So when the fire seller here is already bringing us home, that gives me a, a, a confidence that we're truly going home any day now. Hallelujah. But if he were giving me the word soon, then I, I, I'm scratching my head again because soon can mean 2,000 years more. Hallelujah. But that's not what he said. So when he said it, I got the feeling that it, it, it's in, you know, it's in the now. It's in the now process, and I love that. I love that. It's like when people say in the office, ASAP. ASAP, you know, you, you are, right away you understand that means now. In the now, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So I don't think we're going to stay here for a year more. I don't, 
Uh, hallelujah. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. And, uh, you know, I'm basing all this, okay, I'm basing all this that the Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ, took me from here to 2014 going month by month, okay, and showed me that the tribulation started in 2014. This is where I'm basing my knowledge, okay? Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And if I was wrong, the Father would have said to me, my son, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're, you're wrong about your, 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 your understanding. You know, if God, re, if God rebukes me, amen, fine. You know, like I was saying to Jesus, Lord, I'm a full prophet. You know, because I tell the people, you're, you're coming soon, you're coming soon. And the Lord says, no, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not, he says to me. Hallelujah. I don't have a problem saying that I'm a full prophet. If I am, if I am, I want to say I'm a full prophet. But the Lord says, no, you're not. No, you're not. God says, no, I'm not. Hallelujah. And so all that, it, it, it is so important to me and for the people. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so God says, I'm not a full prophet. You know, and I was there. Man, Lord, just say I'm a full prophet. It's like go on the radio and tell the people I'm a full prophet. You know, what's the problem saying I'm a full prophet? That means I cannot preach anymore and I got to stay quiet, stay at home. Hallelujah. But the Lord says, no, you're not. No, you're not. And God is just true. Let all men be liars and God be truthful. God is true. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Because I don't want to be something that I'm not. But if I, if I am, if, uh, he tells me I'm speaking his truth, his word, his revelation. He says to me, you are, speak, you are saying what you hear. Hallelujah. What God shows me and, and, and tells me is what I say. And, and I, I try to do it 100%. Hallelujah. I try to do it 100%, not to say anything the Lord has not said to me. I don't want it because I know if I say that, I will be a full prophet. I don't want to say anything he has not said to me. So I, I'm trying to keep it 100%, hallelujah, of what he has told me and what he has shown me. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah, because this is for the benefit of God's people, so people can have hope in God and people can go home in the rapture. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. God is truthful. God, God cannot lie. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so the Lord gave me that revelation about the tribulation being so close. I share what the Lord has given me. I know I received this from the Lord. Hallelujah. And if, if it wasn't, the Father would have told me so. The Lord Jesus would have told me so. Hallelujah. See, even, even when he tells me something, I still go back to him. You know? Praise Jesus, hallelujah. But the Lord did told me in heaven, the Lord Jesus in his throne, he says, the devil has no access to you, my son. No access to you. No, none. The devil has no access to you, my son. So he's keeping me protected. Okay, hallelujah. So the devil has no access to me. So I know I'm not getting anything from the devil. In another word, because he's keeping me protected under his protection. Hallelujah. And if I do anything that he don't like, he'll rebuke me right away. He has no problem rebuking me. That's all I tell the people. Hallelujah. The Lord sometimes has rebuked me so hard that he has shaken my whole body, me completely. Hallelujah. Because he wants, he wants total obedience. He don't, he don't want no disobedience. Hallelujah. He don't want no disobedience in us. As soon as there's any disobedience, he'll go ahead and rebuke me very hard. 
Hallelujah. Just to keep me the way he wants me to be. Hallelujah. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. My brothers and sisters, hallelujah. That's very important that we understand, hallelujah. But he does it because he loves me. I know he loves me so much. I love him so much too, hallelujah. I, I want to please the Lord. You know, I want to please him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. I want to please him. And I want to go to heaven with him. Hallelujah. That's, that's all I want. I want to go to heaven with him. I want to go to eternity with God, with my Father. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And again, again, he has chosen me to do his work. You know, praise God. Oh, glory to him. Now, uh, etern- I mean, um, the, the new Jerusalem, hallelujah, it has all these, all these things, hallelujah, all these mansions and made differently, all of them. Okay, just in case you were wondering that the mansions are different, they're not the same. So when you when you look at the at the mansion, every mansion is made for different people in there. Hallelujah! Yes, the disciple will, will have their own places over there, but so will you. Now, while I was in heaven, I was giving another revelation of the millennium. Hallelujah. I don't know how this happened, but at the same time, you know, he's giving me, giving me another revelation of the millennium that he wanted me to tell people, which I shared with people yesterday. Uh, the Father has a lot of gift for the people, okay, in the millennium. Hallelujah. He wants to give it to them and things that they want to have. Those that remain faithful to him, those that really wait on his son for this rapture. He is going to greatly reward them. Okay, that's one thing the Father says to me. Your suffering, everything that you're going through is not in vain. Hallelujah. You're doing it for me. That's the word he used. You are doing this for me, and I will reward you for this. Then he says, look to your left. Look, look to what I have for my people. And when I looked, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness. Soon as he says, looked, I looked. He has all these gifts, hallelujah, in heaven for, his, for the bride of Christ, for his little children, he says. All this is for my little children, the Father says. Hallelujah, what a joy. He, 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 he is so happy when he talks about his little children. He wants them, he want, like we say, he wants them so bad, but it's not bad. He wants them so good. Hallelujah. He wants them so good up there. He wants his children to be with him in heaven. Hallelujah. He just wants his servant to be by him, to be in heaven with him already. He has pressed those words to me. So you, you think you want to go to heaven. The Father has a greater desire than you to have you by his sight. But you also got to understand that his word cannot pass away. Heaven and earth will pass, but not his word. So whatever God has spoken about the rapture and everything has to come to pass in God's timing. Hallelujah, because everything is done in timing. Reclicity, hallelujah. So the Father wants you up there. He wants you up there. He knows how much you want to be up there, but he also wants you to be up there with him. Okay? And he says, I'm going to reward my people, he says to me. Greatly, hallelujah. I'm going to reward my people greatly. And he showed me all those gifts, and I, I was blown away with everything he has. I don't think I can describe everything I've seen. 
Hallelujah. That's Revelation 22, uh, I think it's 12. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. His reward, hallelujah, are mighty. It's undescribable what he has for his children. Hallelujah. Why? Because here it is. This is what Jesus says. And Jesus said, Jesus spoke everything the Father gave him to speak. So the Father gave him this word, hallelujah. Behold, I come quickly, my reward is with me, to give to every man according to his work should be. Everything you have done for the Lord, hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's going to reward you for. Hallelujah. Nothing that you have ever done, no tear that you have, that you have ever dropped is best in vain. He knows what you, how you feel. He knows what you're going through. Hallelujah. He knows the pain you have gone through, the infirmity, the headaches, the migraine. He knows everything that you have gone through down here for, for his name's sake, for his son's sake, and you're going to be rewarded mightily by, by, by Father God. Hallelujah. The Father has a sense of humor. Hallelujah. He, he is so awesome. Wait until you meet your Father. There's no word to describe him how much he loves us. How much he cares for us, how much he loves his children. You should have heard him speaking about you, about his children, hallelujah. He is long suffering, hallelujah. He loves his children so much. Everything, all he thinks about his children, all the time, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. All he thinks about his children. He wants to please his children. He wants to, the Father was letting me know that every desire that they have, he's, he's, he's going to satisfy. He's going to give to them. And he knows what each one of us want, too. That's why when he showed me the millennium, he showed me trucks, he showed me plane, he showed me car, he showed me, I think it was uh, um, boats. Hallelujah. He showed me so many different things that people want to have. Hallelujah, that you may say, but this has nothing to do with heaven. But this is what people want to have in the millennium. And God is not going to say no to them. You don't understand. When you love, some, when you love someone, you want to see that person with a smile. You want to see that person happy. When you love them, the Father loves you. He wants to see you happy. So if you want to have a boy in the millennium to go out on the sea, he's going to give it to you. He's not going to deny you of that. If Sister Johnny wants to have a plane in the millennium, the Father's going to give him one. Just to see her joy. Hallelujah. Because she's going to be thanking him for this. Hallelujah. So whatever you, you want to have, you want to have a wife, you want to have a family in the millennium, or a husband, your sister, he's going to give it to you. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Because he loves you, he wants to see you happy. And then he, he gave me that revelation, so I will share that with you. <clears throat> Hallelujah. You know, in reality, I could have said, Father, but, you know, I'm here. You, you're showing me the New Jerusalem. Why are you showing me this vision of the Millennium Father? You know, to tell people that you're going to give them trucks, plane, and all that, Father. What does that have to do with, 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 with having, Father? Come on, Father. Hallelujah. But no, I know what the Father means. He loves you. I could feel the love when he was speaking to me. Hallelujah. I could feel his love. He, he, you know, when, when someone wants something and he knows what they want, and he's just going to, the Father's a giver. See, this is one thing about God that people don't understand. God is a giver. Hallelujah. Praise. When, when God talks about love, love is something you give. 
It's not something you take. It's something you give. Hallelujah. That's what a lot of people don't understand about love. Someone can say, I love you. Hallelujah. But, you know, can, can you prove that? So that, that's how the Father does it. The Father tells you, I love you, but the Father also can prove it to you. He's going to give you heaven. He's going to give you everything he has. He already given us his son, a great proof of love to us. He already given us his son, an only begotten son. He already given it to us. He already has given us his Holy Spirit. His own Holy Spirit, he already given it to us. He already given us his own angels who he created to serve him. He already given it to us to serve us. Hallelujah. He already, he already given us his kingdom. His kingdom, hallelujah. The kingdom of God is among you. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, God is a giver. And he's going to give to us, hallelujah, everything he says in his word. Hallelujah. Love, it's, it's just so much, it's just a word. Some people know love by a word. Hallelujah. But love is so much than that, brothers and sisters. So much more than that. And that's what God is. So much more than just a word, love. Hallelujah. Some people say, oh, God is love. And they fill their mouth with that word. But God is much more than love. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. God is ever happening. God is ever loving. His love endures forever. It's always in the, in, in the now, in the doing. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise. That's why when people, the redeemed, when they die and they go to heaven, when people die and they go to heaven, and, and they go to the throne of God, and they, and they come down, they say, he's so much more. What they say is he's so much more. He is so much more than, than, than what the word says. He is so much more. Why? Because that's God. His word endures forever. It's so much more than the hallelujah God. My brothers and sisters, hallelujah. That's the Father. That's his heart for you and I. Hallelujah. But everyone has to experience God on their own. When you go to heaven and you go to see the Father, oh, my goodness, you're going to get a revelation from the Father, totally different from someone else, but it's, it's, it's in your own because he created you different than everybody else. Hallelujah. So he understands you 100%. He understands me 100%. He understands everyone 100%. Because he created us. That's why he's calling us unto him. Come unto me, all ye that are labor and tired. And I will give you rest. He's calling us unto him. Hallelujah. Because he loves us. He loves us. He understands us. He knows us. He's created us. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. The Father, he is so great. He is so awesome. Such an awesome Father. I, you know, one minute with him, you just want to spend an eternity with him. And eternity is not enough. That's what I say. And eternity is not enough to be with the Father. Hallelujah. He is so awesome. He is so good. He is so wonderful. His love. It's love. It, it's, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You don't want to come out of his presence. You know, his Father says to me, my son, enter, enter into the city, he says to me. And I'm looking at him, wow. You can't say no to the Father. You know, I can't say, Father, I don't think I'm ready to enter the city. No, you have to be obedient. 
So I said, okay, I enter the city. When I enter the city, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, I started jumping up and down because the joy of the Father went through me. And I started jumping up and down with joy and thanking him, thanking him. I could not stop thanking him with the joy of his glory. His glory is so much, so, so much than what we understand, that we can comprehend. I was jumping, just jumping with joy, hallelujah, and praising him. Praise Jesus. There I, I, I looked up other things over there, of angels and spirits and creations of God. And my goodness, Redeemer, redeems there. And they were, they, one of the redeemed looked at me with a smile. Hallelujah. Like, now you understand? Do you now understand now that God is beyond any human understanding? Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. I could not stop worshiping him. Thank you, him. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. He is so good. The Father is so, so good. Oh, my goodness. Hallelujah. And, and I just kept on looking. Hallelujah. You know, I try not to be too emotional. I don't know how many of you understand that. Hallelujah. I, 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 want, to, I want to praise God, but I also want to focus on what God wants me to focus on. Hallelujah. I don't want to just go there and just praise Him and forget about anything He's, he's showing me and telling me. No. I want to be focused on what the God wants me to say. Because if I come here and speak in tongues for two hours, how many of you will be edified? Hallelujah. If I come here, hallelujah, and I just open my mouth on this mic and just speak in tongues, boom, 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 hallelujah, in the spirit, some of, some of you, well, well, maybe will get blessed, but then 99 of the people don't get blessed, hallelujah. Pray Jesus, hallelujah. So I, we, I have to, I, you know, I have to go in peace with the understanding that I got to listen to what the Father is telling me. I, I got to look at the Lord. I got to look at everything He's showing me so I can come here and tell you, hallelujah. Pray, because there's a message for you and for me, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So my emotion better stay down, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, so I can stay focused. Hallelujah, the Lord, praise Jesus, hallelujah, because yes, you, you, you enter the city and all you want to do is worship, and worship, and worship, and hallelujah, praise Jesus, hallelujah, but you know, I'm looking, and I'm okay, the joy is, is unbelievable, but I have to focus also, look around, and see, hallelujah, everything, so I can tell people, look, this, this place is beyond our understanding, but one thing I, one thing I noticed, Hallelujah. One thing I noted was that when the Father spoke to me, everything he said, it just came to be. When the Father said, look at what I have for my people, it just came to be immediately as he spoke the word. Hallelujah. It's like every word the Father speaks is a creator word. So you see how powerful the word of God is. Because he spoke, look what I have for my children, and immediately what he spoke was created right there in front of me. And I'm like, oh, 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 man, where did this thing come from? And I noticed with the, the spoken word of, of Father God, the spoken word of Father God just created all those things, and hallelujah, instantly in front of me. And then when the Father says, the Father says then, look what I have for my children, hallelujah, Boom, I'm getting, I'm getting a vision for the millennium, and I'm seeing all these gifts he has for people. And I, you know what, what came to mind, what the Father said, said to me, look what I have for my children? 
When the, when the Lord showed me this, this, this marvelous, beautiful vehicle he has for me in the millennium, like an SUV, a great SUV, hallelujah, he has for me. That came to mind to me right away. Okay. Hallelujah, because the Father's giving me this car. The Father's the one giving me this SUV. Hallelujah. Which I, I never have to stop to get for gas. I never have to stop for repair. And I never have to stop to, to, so it look new. It will always look new. Okay? It will never need repair. It will never grow old. You never have to change part of it. Okay? And it will always drive great. Hallelujah. Always drive by itself. The car is like a life. Okay? The car, you can let go of the, of the steering wheel. Hallelujah. And it will drive by itself. Hallelujah. Sister Janet wants a bike. I guess the father is going to give her a bike then. Hallelujah. That is so awesome. Hallelujah. So my brothers and sisters, what the father is asking you and I, hallelujah, is to be faithful to him, to be faithful to his son, to seek his son, seek his son in righteousness and holiness. Hallelujah. Be obedient to his son. Understand that obedience is everything with the father. Hallelujah. Understand that the Father wants you to keep His Word. Hallelujah. And walk in a holiness life. Holy, the word holy means separated. Separated from sin, first of all. Second of all, separated from the world. Separated from everything that is not pleasing unto the Father. Anything that is sin, the Father wants you to be separated. Separated from, from the theater. Separated from the TV movie. Because there's so much adultery and fornication. Hallelujah. Evil words on the movie. Hallelujah. All these things contaminate your soul and your spirit. What is your soul and what is your spirit? Your soul and your spirit is you. This body is only a container of your soul and your spirit. A vessel of your soul and your spirit. Hallelujah. But your soul and your spirit, hallelujah, if you are safe and you are walking in obedience, your soul and your spirit are sitting in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. The Bible says, in heaven. I seen this in the spirit. At one time I was shaken to heaven. And everyone that is going home in the rapture with Jesus were in heaven standing in a line. Hallelujah. Standing in a line, the soul was standing in a line up in heaven. And in the beginning, I was like, what is this? And then the Lord, hallelujah, gave me the wisdom and the understanding according to his word that our soul, our spirit is set in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. You, which is your soul and your spirit, Paul says, you are sitting, hallelujah, in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. It's you, your soul, and your spirit. And I went by everyone who's going home in the rapture, right from the beginning all the way to the one at top. Everyone is a different level with Christ in their walk. Okay, people that are, that are very holy, how I, I give you an example, like Sister Chu Thomas, because she's already in heaven. I can talk about her. My Sister Chu Thomas walked in a, a holy way with Jesus, down on earth, okay? I see her in the top of the line, in heaven. When I see everyone so, Chu Thomas was on the top of the line, very close to the throne of Jesus Christ. That's the top of the line. Hallelujah. And I marvel at this. She looked, her soul looks so holy. She shines, she shines with the glory of Jesus up in heaven. That's how my sister, Sue Thomas, it, and her walk with God is. Hallelujah. 
very close with the Lord. Then other people that I also know, like, like Mary Kay Vaster, like, 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 like uh, Anna Rontree, like, uh, um, praise Jesus, hallelujah, Brother, Brother Richard Sipman, hallelujah, many other people that are, that are walking in a holy walk with God, hallelujah, they are up, up at the top of the line. And they walk with God. Other people were going back the line, back the line, back the line, back the line. Hallelujah. And it was like everyone i seen on television, hallelujah, not everyone, I'm sorry. Sorry for saying everyone seen on television. Everyone that is down here serving God in the world, in the world, is out there, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Their soul is out there. But not everyone that is famous is out there. Listen to this now. Because you have to be walking with the Lord and obedient with Him. Your relationship with Him is all with God. Okay? Your relationship with God is all to Him. Hallelujah. It's not what we say we are. It's what we prove God that we are. Our obedience. We, we get daily, we get daily test, testing. God gives us trials according to His will. Every trial that is given to us is according to the Father's will. This is why don't gossip it in your trials. Okay? Don't curse. Don't get mad at God. Don't say, I'm tired of these trials. I don't want it anymore. Don't say that. Because the Father uh, gave Jesus each one of your, of, your, of your testing down here in trials. Okay? Thank Him for your trials. Thank Him for your tribulation you have to go through. Hallelujah. Because the Father chose them for you. Okay, because if, if you are obedient to the Father in the trials and testing that you, have, that you are going through in your life, hallelujah, praise Jesus, he'll give you more. But every time he gives you more, the more help you get from God, the more revelation you get of God, the, the more spiritual wisdom you get, the more release of God over your life comes as you grow up in God, hallelujah. Some people, hallelujah, the more Jesus, amen. Some people... Uh, they give up on their test with God. Oh, I can't take it. So the test has to be repeated on their life again. Oh, this test again, they say. Oh, I'm tired. Why? The God has to bring this to my life again. No, because you keep on giving up on it. Don't give up. Hallelujah. Anything God wants to give you. Hallelujah. Just say, Lord, give me the wisdom. Give me the understanding, Lord, to overcome, to, 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 to be strong in this trial, Lord. Give me your wisdom. Give me your understanding. Help me, Lord, to, keep, to, to, to stay close with you and be faithful to you in this trial and learn from it, Lord. I want to learn from this, Lord Jesus. Please teach me, Lord. Be teachable. Be teachable. Hallelujah. If you think you're full, empty yourself. If you think you are full, empty yourself. Be teachable. Hallelujah. Be teachable with the Lord. Because if he wants to teach you something, say, Lord, when you humble yourself, you empty yourself. Well, repeat it again. When you humble yourself, you empty yourself again. That's why the Bible says, humble yourself. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves, you humble yourself, you empty yourself. Then God can give you new things. Some people, God cannot teach them anything new. Because they already think they know everything. Pride. Pride. So what do you need to do? Humble yourself before God. Say, Lord, I don't know. I don't know anything. Teach me. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Jesus. 
Lord, I, you know I have very little uh, knowledge, Lord, and wisdom. Please give me wisdom and knowledge, Lord. Please, Lord, humble myself before you, Lord. Lord, if I thought I'm anything, I'm sorry, Lord. I repent, Lord. I repent pride, Lord Jesus. Please, I'm sorry for pride, Lord Jesus. I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry for I believe. I want to receive what you have for me, Lord. In Jesus' name. And so when you humble yourself before him, then God says, all right. Okay, I have much for you now. I have much for you. Now I can teach you. Now I can fill you. Because now you have empty up yourself. Hallelujah. And every time God gives you something, it's totally different than what you received before. Some people say, oh, it's always the same. Always the same because you don't humble yourself. You're always going to get the same. Hallelujah. Because you've got pride in you. If you humble yourself, God will always give you something new. Always. Because the Father always has something new for his children. You know that. Again, let me tell you, this sister, give you the story again in case some people didn't hear before. This, this holy sister of God says to the Lord, Lord, she kept praying to the Lord for months and months and years. She said, Lord, why do those angels on the throne of God keep on saying holy, holy, holy God Almighty? Why? Do, don't they get tired? Why do they always say holy? And the Lord gave her a revelation of it. And he showed, she showed her the throne of God. And he showed her the seraphim with his, with his wind flying around the throne of God, which is very big. Okay? Every time they go around the throne of God, they get a new revelation of God. Hallelujah. And every time they see a new revelation, all they can say is, Holy, Holy, Holy God Almighty. Holy, Holy. And, and they can't wait. They can't wait to go around, Hallelujah, to see the new revelation again. And they've been doing this for billions and billions of years. And they don't get tired. They want a new revelation of God. And because God is ever going they always get a new revelation. It's never the same. That's why they always want a new revelation. They can't wait to go around again to get a new revelation of God. Because God is ever, ever going. Hallelujah. No angel, not, no single angel in heaven knows God. Hallelujah. No single angel in heaven can say, I know God. None. Nobody can say that. None, 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 none can say, I know God. Every single angel in heaven, every single redeemed, every single spirit, every single creation of God, every single, hallelujah, true agents of God are always learning new revelation, new things of God for all eternity and will always be like this, brothers and sisters, always, always, no one ever, ever, and ever, and ever will ever get to know God. Hallelujah. We never stop learning about Him. No one, no one, none of His creation. Remember, we are all creation of God. God created a heaven, hallelujah, and then He created the earth, the Bible says, clearly. He created a heaven and the earth. So what are we? Creation of God. That's it. That's all we are. Creation of God. Hallelujah. But he created us because he loves us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. They never, 
stop. <laughs> they rest not day and night saying, Holy, Holy God Almighty, which was in him and he is to come. Now, let me tell you something. There is no night in heaven. There's no night in heaven. So why does it say day and night? Okay, let me tell you why. For your information and for my information. So we know. Hallelujah. So we know what is going on. There's no night in heaven. There's just no night. There's no time either. The angels and redeemed has no uh, recognition of time up there. No way, no way, no way. They only know time as a creation of God. That's it. Okay, that's it. That's it. They don't know time. Hallelujah. They just don't know time. Those, those little things that we know like time up there mean nothing. Mean nothing. In case you wanted to know. Hallelujah. So, when they say they are day and nine, it means non-stop. Hallelujah. Non-stop. It's an information for us to know. 24 hours in our time. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it. Nothing else. But it don't really mean nothing. But for us, he has to relate the message this way because John was speaking it and John was seeing it non-stop. And John knows there's no nine out there. So, but he used the word nine as an information to us. Hallelujah. And so that's the beautiful thing. Hallelujah. About heaven. And when you get there, you will know exactly what I'm saying. No days, no nine, hallelujah. It's just on and on and on and on and on forever and ever and ever, hallelujah. It blows people's mind. When you go to heaven, it's going to blow your mind. Your little understanding becomes boom. It stretched out like, my goodness, hallelujah. That's, you know, you're going to keep on praising God and thanking God for all eternity because we are, we are babes, the Bible says. We are, we are babies in God. Hallelujah. We are babies in our knowledge. Hallelujah. We are, we are babes. Hallelujah. In that we are just beginning to know God. We are just beginning to know Him. There are angels and redeemed that are thousands and billions of years ahead of us. Okay. But it still don't mean anything. Because although we go to heaven and we just begin, hallelujah, to know Him, hallelujah, we are still somewhere with God. Which that's what's important with, with the Father. The Father, all He wants is His children to be with Him. Hallelujah. With Him, close to Him, under His obedience, under His presence, under His anointing, under His glory. Why do you think He's giving us the new Jerusalem that has His glory? Because He wants you and I to be under His glory. Hallelujah. Because what is His glory? His glory is God revealed to us. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Thank you, Jesus. His glory is God himself revealed to you and I. That's his glory. When you talk about his glory, you talk about, you talk about his, his revelation to us. Him himself giving himself to us. And he wants to give himself to us. Hallelujah. Because why? The Father knows that you and I can never, never be happy without him. So he, by, by giving himself to you and I, he's giving happiness and fullness to us. We never ever be full without God. Hallelujah. And so by giving himself to us, he's making us full completely, never ever, never, ever needing anything. Hallelujah. When you are in God's presence, you will never ever need anything. Hallelujah. Never, never. You'll never say, I'll need this, I'll need that. No. Those words never come out of your mouth. Hallelujah. You, you have more than what you need with God. God is a full plate. 
In another word, he's all we will ever need. God is all we will ever need. You will never need anything outside God. Hallelujah. Now I understand a little bit more the millennium. This is what I understand about the millennium now that I was in the glory of God. The millennium to us are unfulfilled, unfulfilled wish. Unfulfilled desire, I'm sorry, unfulfilled desire is the millennium. Whatever unfulfilling we, we, we didn't have over here, we're going to get that fulfilled by God in the millennium. Hallelujah. And because we want to have these things, God is going to let us have it. But in the process of us having these things, we're going to learn that nothing else can fill us but God. Hallelujah. Nothing else outside him can fill us. God is going to let Johnny have a plane. He's, he's going to let Johnny have a motorcycle, have everything she wants. But in the process, Sister John is going to learn that she wanted all these things. But she's going to learn that nothing that she ever wanted, hallelujah, will fulfill her like God can. Hallelujah. Yes, he's going to give her everything she wants. God is going to give it to her, and me and you and I. Everything we ever wanted, he's going to just give it to us. But in the process, we're going to learn that none of these things that we want, that we think is going to make us happy, will never make us happy like the fathers can, like Jesus can. Nothing. Nothing can make us happy like he, like he can. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. But, you know, we want to have these things, and the Father loves us so much that the Father says, yes, you want to have this. I want to give it to you. I, 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 want, to, I want to see your happiness, and you're here, have it. And then we go on, hallelujah. We go on with our life. We get a partner who we want, who, who we love, hallelujah. And we, we're going to get married. We're going to have this. We're going to have that. And we go on with our life for a thousand years. In a thousand years, we notice that, hmm, I got everything I wanted, but why there is still an emptiness in me? Why it is so un I still feel unfulfilled inside me. Then we ask the Lord who is in Jerusalem, Lord, why is it that I have everything, Lord Jesus? Hallelujah. I have everything. I, I have everything, Lord. Everything I ever wanted you gave me, Lord. Mansion, everything. So why is it, Lord, that I, I have everything I wanted and I'm still not fulfilled yet? I don't, I, don't, I don't feel 100% yet. Hallelujah. And the Lord says, only I can fulfill you. Hallelujah. Only him. Only Jesus can. Hallelujah. Only him. Only him can do that. Hallelujah. But, you know, he understands that we got to have all these things, so he wants to give it to us. Hallelujah. Because we still got a way to learn. Hallelujah. We have a long way to learn, brothers and sisters. Seven years in heaven and the rapture, we come down for a thousand years more. We have a long way to learn. And that's what it's going to take for us to learn. It's going to take another thousand years for us to learn. Hallelujah. Some of us, I won't be in the millennium for a thousand years. I know that. The Lord has revealed that to me. I think I'm just going to be there for either from two to four hundred years. That's it. Hallelujah. Then I go on to, to eternity. Not everyone will be there for a thousand years. Hallelujah. Not everyone. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. All those questions why, you can ask the Lord. Any why, you can ask the Lord. Everyone, he, this. There's something the Lord revealed to me 
I, I, you know, things that I wanted, that I wanted to know. I know I will not die. I will just move on to eternity with the Father. Hallelujah. I will move on to eternity. In God, eternity is already made in God. Uh, um, the millennium is already going on in God, in case you wanted to know. So where are we in God? We are, we're, we're in the past. Hallelujah. We can say, but we're still in God. We're still in God. Hallelujah. God is in the future, in case you wanted to know. God is already in eternity, reigning forever. He's in eternity, reigning forever. God, that's why God is our future. Jesus is our future. We're heading to eternity, but Jesus is already there. The Holy Spirit is already there. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He reigns forever. He reigns forever. Amen. Hallelujah. So we are, we are heading there. Hallelujah. I, I've been taken to eternity. Let me tell you something. Hallelujah. This is fu this might be funny to some of you, but listen to this. I was taken to eternity, and and so the Lord allowed me to come down flying for eternity back to the millennium. I saw a millennium going on, and back to where I am now, the past. This is the past where we are now. We are in the past, brothers and sisters, in case you wanted to know. Hallelujah. Because we are heading to the future with God. Hallelujah. And all these things are in God. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. <laughs> you are not here. Well, first of all, Sister Janet, you have to accomplish what God has said before you. Hallelujah. God has said before you a plan for your life. You have to accomplish that. Hallelujah. No one can cheat the system. <laughs> no one can cheat the system of God because God is in control. And so if God says, okay, I want Sister Janet to be on earth for 47 years, an example. Hallelujah. Well, that's how, how much you got to be here. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, there's another thing that, like two Thomas and Pastor John that I know, uh, they were supposed to go home in the ratchet, but they plead with the Lord to, to take them home sooner. And so the Lord granted that to them. He granted that to them. You have to plead that with Jesus. Jesus takes it before the Father. Say, Father, my daughter there, my son there wants to come home already. Hallelujah. And the Father makes a decision. Father says, all right, you can bring her home, my son. I'll just bring her home. That's it. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. I remember asking Pastor John, and so how, how are you going to go home, Pastor John? You're going to die. What's going to happen with you? Well, I don't know yet, but he said, I'm going, to, I'm going home. And Pastor Young used this to me before, before it happened. He said, well, all the Lord has to do, Brother Elvie, just stop my heart. Stop my heart. Hallelujah. Stop my heart. Yes, Sister Young, she, she's with the Lord. Sister Chu Thomas is not dead. I'm sorry. She's not dead. She is in the third heaven with God. She has moved on. No one died. Lazarus was not dead. Lazarus was asleep. I'm sorry for using the word dead. Okay. And so, yeah, to this physical body, physically, yes, she's up there with God. So this physical body, Pastor John said to me before he went home to be with God, he said, Brother Alvin, but all the Lord has to do is stop my heart, and that's it, he takes me home. And I look at him, wow, oh, man, that's right. I didn't think of that. That is so true. And so what did the Lord do to take Pastor John home? He stopped his heart. When the doctor checked him and all that, he said, oh, his heart just stopped. He had a heart attack. It stopped. It just stopped. Hallelujah. 
Stop working is the word they use. When, when they examined his heart and they looked at his heart and all that, and they gave the wife the result, I was there in the hospital with her, and, and they said, well, his heart just stopped. It just stopped. Yeah, the same word Pastor Yam used, he gave me, because he told me, the Lord says to me that he's taking me home, brother, I'll be this week. I said, Pastor John, this is too soon. What do you mean this week? Are you serious, Pastor John? He said, yes, Brother Elvi. So how is he going to do this, Pastor John? Brother Elvi, all he has to do is just stop my heart and take me home. I said, because, I mean, Pastor John looks healthy and all that. and strong. And I, oh, man. So how did he die? The same way. The same word. Same word he spoke out of his mouth. Same way. And that's what the doctor said it happened. So his heart just stopped, and that's it. Hallelujah. And so we asked, the wife asked the doctor, did he have any pain? Or, and so the doctor said, no, it was so sudden he had no pain when he died. That, that's a beautiful day, no pain. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. But that's what the, God, the Lord does for, for his saint. Because the Lord says to him, I'm taking you home, my son. The Lord, the Lord says, he says to the Lord, Lord, what about my daughter, my two little daughter? He says, no, don't worry about them. They're going to be raptured. I'm taking them home. They're mine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rapture them. Hallelujah. And then he says to me in 2008, Brother Elvi, Hallelujah, I know this rapture is coming, he says to me in 2008. This rapture is coming. You, you wait for it. You're going to see it. He says to me, Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, Hallelujah. Yes, that is so true. Yes. 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 There was a sister that spoke to me and said, the Lord told her that they... The Lord was going to take her husband home. Okay? Her husband, for sure, he didn't want to go home to heaven. But the Lord says to her, you know, I'm taking him home uh, next month on the first day of the month. Because she's, she's a prophet. She, she heard the Lord. The Lord says, next month on the first day, hallelujah, I'm taking your husband home to heaven. Okay? So, yes, that is so true. So, so she, she prepared everything. She was preparing Okay, and, and she told her husband, you're going home. No way, no way, he says to her. What are you talking about, woman? Ah, oh, there you go again. There you go again with your words and things. Listen, uh, the Lord spoke to me, and you, he's taking you home. You're going home. Okay, and I know when and exactly. I'm not going to give you the date, but I know. I know. Ah, oh, you with the same thing again and all that. I said, look, the Lord spoke to me, I know. Hallelujah. And so that, that same day came, okay, she was arranging her clothes and everything, everything that she knew he, he didn't need it anymore and all that. She started putting it, bagging them, putting them back and, and, and stuff, just getting his clothes ready because she knew he was going to die that day of the first month. She got everything ready, everything ready, pack all his clothes, everything, just to give it away or something, okay, because she knew he was going to die. He didn't need that other stuff. He's, ah, what are you doing, woman? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm getting all your stuff ready. You're out of here. Hallelujah. And I believe she also called one of the one of the, the places. Uh, uh, um, what do you call it? Hallelujah. To to like to get his body ready to put him in a box and all that and ship him. Hallelujah. And bury him and all that. She was getting everything ready. Everything she knew the day he was going to die. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so. Um, she got him ready. She really got him ready, and, and he died that same day. He just uh, went to sleep, never came back again. She called the place and everything, okay? 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 